Project Kayfabe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Project Kayfabe, a wrestling and pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe, and I'm here with my boy, Finn. How you doing, Finn? What's up, everyone? Uh, just want to give a quick shout out. Thank you to all that listened. Uh, over 2,000 plays. Uh, I, I think I played a small part, but it's more, <laughs> it's been the community in general. Quad A, Greg, when we kind of have him, Tom that one time. All yeah. the Tom references. And of course, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. And of course, the people listening, I'm really hyped. You know, it's great to see that we're growing and we're still, you know, we're growing slow and steady as always, which is pretty good. Rather than dropping down, we're still growing, which is huge. And just thank you, you know. Today is March 1st. You know, it's crazy to think that we're in fucking March now. You know, I remember there was a joke going on in like the first week of January. It was like, yo, can you believe it's almost March? But now it's fucking March. And when I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's kind of getting warmer. It's uh, kind of, you know, becoming nicer outside, which means like April, May and all that's coming very soon. So, you know, Hot Boy Summer's coming out. So that's going to be lit if all of us have herd immunity. That's going to be dope. That's what, uh, you know, we're all hoping for. It's been it's been a year since everything's gone to shit. And, you know, it's hopefully uh, we're going to be at least sort of normal soon and especially for summer that'd be huge but you know it's good to know that we've gone through hopefully the worst of it Hell hopefully yeah. let's hope to god you know apparently i and i'm all on this is where you got to educate yourself because tracy morgan said it so i'm, I'm not going to take everything tracy morgan says <laughs> so before you know he gets called on to introduce the nominees for this one category. He's like, yeah, you know, I heard on the news that herd immunity might come out. But like, we'll be ready by like April. I think he said April. But then he said, I also heard in April we'll have herd immunity from gonorrhea. Like, okay. <laughs> that was funny until he then fucked up and called Soul Sal, which is great. He heard Jake. So they had this weird thing going on with the Golden Globes. I'll mention it a little bit later. Because all of the most of the uh, nominees were through Zoom, like they mm-hmm. were getting shown through Zoom, and like they had this weird thing going on, like before the commercials were going. You know how like sometimes in the actual Golden Globes they'll like pan across the audience or you know what, and have yeah. maybe someone say something. Well, they had their little Zoom bubbles open and stuff like that in Golden Globe style, and people are like laughing that he said Sal. You hear Jason today because like you know Soul's Pizzeria, you know, <laughs> like just making fun of it. Um, but anywho, well, we're going to talk a little bit about the Golden Globes. I wanted to mention some of the you know stuff that got nominated and whatnot. Very interesting stuff. Uh, we'll talk about the news of the week, which a lot of it's just Marvel and you know Marvel. <laughs> um, Nothing wrong no with real that. other movie news that was notable. Um, talk about some DC. I'm going to call it what the fuck is going on because really, what the fuck is going on over there? And then we're going to talk Young Rock episode two, just a little bit. We I like it. We like the show so far. I think. And then WandaVision Episode 8 will be the last thing we talk about. But the first thing we're going to talk about is, I'm going to ask you, Finn, have you seen anything cool lately? Anything interesting? I've watched two things in the last 48 hours that uh, I'll talk about, but I'll let you, let's see if you watch anything different or what you're watching right now. Uh, one thing, I'm glad this is getting talked about because there's one thing I'm watching a lot right now. And uh, I feel like more people should because it doesn't get enough shine, but... Uh, my brother put me on to Ink Masters. 
Ink Masters yeah. I used to watch a lot the, in high school. The, this, uh, it's coming from someone who, before the show, I, like, I have nothing against tattoos. I think it's a lot of them are, like, really cool and how people, like, but I didn't really care that much for it, like, whatever it's made and everything. But seeing all this shit go down, especially, like, I'm already on, like, season four and just going through the progression of how amazing these artists, like, how they're able to do all this crazy shit is absolutely phenomenal. I can't, I'm floored by it. And then it's just also kind of like, it's got the reality show feel where there's assholes. There's actually, yeah. there's, I don't even know how to put assholes. Cause there's people that are literally like kind of insane because they're artists. So it just makes sense. Like one guy in season three, his name is mystical Mike. And he literally thinks he's like... I think I've heard of this dude. <laughs> he, he speaks like a philosopher, but if he was like just, I don't know, high off his mind. Like he's making no sense. He thinks he's saying things that are so like, oh, amazing and everything, but he's just a fucking crazy person, really. And he's it's just also crazy that he, the man... Oh my God, I do remember this dude. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and spoiler alert, he kind of he kind of sucks compared to like... And he gives the such really douchebag vibes to Yes, he's a, that's a lot of them are douchebags and everything like that, but it's fun. It's got that reality show type of element to it, which I don't know, I'm really into it and fucking it, it's it's really just cool. That's all I Hell yeah, yeah. I remember because I used to spend a lot of time in high school, like I want to say like from 10th to almost 12th grade going to my uncle's place because we would go to the gym together. He put me on to a lot of cool things. And this guy loves tattoos. He has about, I want to say these are like 36 or 46 tattoos right now. And we would watch Ink Master because it was just a show he watched. And honestly, it was very interesting, especially because like, you know, like I'm pretty sure there's Ink Master and there's another one. And it's all about, like, you know, people being, like, really great tattoo artists and, like, the way they rate some of these tattoos or the way, like, you know, comparing, like, what the task is and shit like that, mm-hmm. the way people do it. You either get some real good ones and you get some, like, whoa, that's the thing. And, like, thank God they fucking eliminated that person or some shit, you know? Yeah, and even, like, the, especially when you get, like, later on t- towards the seasons, it's just, like, you start to realize, like, that's still like a really good tattoo, but like they, even the bad ones, it's just like, they know the little nitpicky things that like you would never even see. Like if you'd got, you'd have to get this like close up to someone's tattoo to be like, Oh, that's actually pretty bad. But like yeah. from afar, everyone would be like, Oh, that's a really nice tattoo. But like, Oh, that's bad. Yeah, and, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes now, like, I feel like there was like a 0% chance of me ever getting a tattoo. Now it's like 10%. Because I still wouldn't, I could not probably deal with the pain and also don't know what I would get tattooed, but yeah. it's still really cool. Like, it's just awesome to see. And Dave Navarro is really cool. Uh, I remember because, like, when it comes to tattoos, that's the thing. Like, them shit are with you for life, and it's going to mm. fucking suck to get it fucking removed. I don't know if you remember um, Mike Parchin, that mm. dude crazy motherfucker yes um he had a lot of tattoos and i forgot exactly why he had to get a lot of them removed i think because he's trying to get through something with the army or something i'm not really sure air force i don't recall but he's had to get a lot of his removed um yeah you know i've always thought about getting a tattoo i went through a lot of different ideas in my head one time during junior year going into senior year i would have gotten one during the summer but i couldn't figure it out mm-hmm. so 
Don't know. Still thinking about it. At one point, I was going to write "fuck it" on my forearm, <laughs> and that's just—it's—it's it's ridiculous. But at the same time, I still kind of like it. You know, become a good, you know, business mogul. Have that on my tattoo. You know, mm-hmm. but okay, cool. Ink Master, I dig it. I definitely—it's on Netflix right now, is it? The first two seasons are on uh, Netflix, and then the rest is on CBS All Access, which is going to be Paramount Plus. Oh, okay, cool. So that's something that, like, I know it's it's coming out now this week. People, I'm definitely, luckily, my brother has CBS All Access, so I'm just going to use his account. But that's one thing. If people are like, oh, I don't know about Paramount Plus, it's good. And there's also, I have to say, there's a lot of good stuff that's, I believe we'll talk about that's going to be on Paramount Plus. So, Yeah, that already answers one of my questions for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so two things I watched within the last 48 hours. I watched a TV show pilot. I watched Superman and Lois. That was very interesting. Um, and I also watched I Care A Lot, that movie. Mm. So Superman and Lois, it's from that like Arrowverse DC universe that they got on the CW. I used to be a big fan of that universe because like the Arrow, Arrow was really fucking cool. And that was like the first thing we've gotten in a while from like CW like that since like Smallville and Smallville used to be really good. Like I mm-hmm. Smallville is to credit for a lot of shows right now, honestly. Like you got to thank Smallville for opening up that gate kind of. Um but Arrow was really good. Then I got too much into the fucking romantic side of the show and then it got really hard to fucking watch. Same thing with The Flash. It was really fucking good to watch and then it got too much into the romantic side, but then the other problem is they started getting campy and cartoony in a way that was like I'm like it just was annoying to watch. So I did. I stopped watching a lot of them, and I, at one point I'll rewatch them, but it was like really hard to get through. Superman and Lois is now a thing, you know, um, and that was actually surprisingly really good. I've been on this like weird Superman like type of vibe lately because I watched the original movies. I still have to watch number four, and uh, honestly, the original movies was nice to watch, and it had that like you know old vibe, but that was wasn't awful. But there are some awful moments because it just doesn't. Uh, I guess translate well in 2021 with whether it's like how horrible the flying has gotten which is weird because the original flying in the movie was okay for what it was but somehow it gets worse even though you would think it would progress um so with this pilot episode pretty interesting it's like clark and lois you know it's focusing on like kind of like their relationship and also he's a family man because he has two kids and they're both teenagers and they don't know that whether or not, like they didn't know that their dad was Superman and whatnot, so it in- adds an interesting dynamic. At the, by the end of the episode, they do find out, especially because one of them just starts developing powers. I feel like mm. spoiler, but not really. That's what you would expect out of a little Superman yeah. show. Um, but for my first episode, not bad at all. I honestly enjoyed it. The little villain that they introduced there, it kind of got weird—not weird, but like the campy vibe that I don't want. But it was good enough that I'm like, okay, this is like. It felt like they were trying their best to imitate Man of Steel, but make it into a TV show, which I was pretty happy about because as something we'll mention in what the fuck is going on about DC, they haven't continued anything of Man of Steel, really. You know, they put Henry Cavill in Batman v Superman and Justice League, but no other Superman movie has yet to been talked about until now, which has nothing to do with him, it seems like. So... That's annoying, but to get a show like this, I'm like, okay, 
And uh, I would recommend it. You know, I feel like for someone like for you, example, I don't think you've really ever touched this Arrowverse and that side of stuff. I have not. But, um, you know, I used to say I would recommend those, but I have to finish the show now. At this point, I wouldn't say it because, like, they're really good at first, but then they just derail. Um, But so far with this episode, I'd give it a try to people. I'd say see where it takes you. It, It can't for one episode. Pretty good. No, I mean, I think there should be more. And we've mentioned it too. There should be more star, uh, Superman uh, content made because the guy is like arguably, but probably the most known superhero in the world. It's yep. just it's it makes it's iconic. Like it, it's literally that's why I always get upset. It's DC has literally the two best or best, most well known superheroes and Batman and Superman and they have just not utilized them to their full capability sit well at least Batman since the Dark Knight trilogy at least but like now the DCU and everything past is now is just they don't know how to do it and I'm I, I'm glad like this sounds like it's not going to be like an amazing uh like drama type show but if it's just a good decent show you know why not I might give it a try just to for something. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm watching a lot, but like, I'll, I'll, I'll dabble. <laughs> like, what's nice about it is, like, yeah, because the guy, he plays a really good Clark Kent and a good Superman, which is all you really fucking need. Now it's just, like, I really hope CW doesn't mess it up because, like, CW just has this fucking weird way to make it really good and then derails and gets too campy and cartoony. And I saw people, like, I saw this one tweet or instagram photo and people said hey you know you should make stuff in that like universe but just take it away from cw like you know hbo max there's a lot of talks of like what type of shows they're going to be dropping out with like they have apparently i don't know if you heard of constantine but they're gonna that's like one that keanu reeves once did and then Mm -hmm. they ended up remaking it into a show that was on nbc which then got dropped and i want to say cw picked it up and then they then dropped it again but it was pretty good for what it was for a bit. Um, I don't think actually if they did, they brought back the character. That's what they did. Um, so like, you know, HBO Max apparently is going to make a Constantine. They might make a Swamp Thing. So they have like potential of doing stuff. They should just work in that universe because that universe is established enough. And they kind of also brought in Barry Allen from Ezra Miller's Flash into this thing too. So it's very interesting what DC is doing. And also we'll go back to what the fuck is going on because they're all over the place so and the other thing i watched i care a lot so this was a movie poster i just saw a lot of places and i had no fucking clue what it was but i saw people say like oh people should watch this movie or some shit like that gave it a try um because it was lauren and i we were watching a movie it was our little movie night yesterday and she i told her you pick it because i have no clue what i want to watch i now have a clue after seeing the uh the golden globe and some stuff i want to watch but when it came to this, she just put it on, and for a hot second, I didn't know what the hell was going on until I Googled it. I'm like, oh, it's that movie. Okay, let's see where it is. Not bad. You know, there was a moment, because, uh, like, in the movie, I guess the best way to say it is you're not supposed to really like anyone in this movie is the mm-hmm. best way to give it. I don't, I don't know if that's a type of, like, how to what type of way to describe it in a better term, but that's what you kind of get, because there's no real good person that you get in this movie. Uh, I didn't know. I believe it's Peter Dinklage. Is that how you say it? Or Dinklage? Yeah, Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. 
he's in this movie. That was fucking dope to see him in there because you know I haven't seen him since Game of Thrones, and he was fucking dope in this movie. Um, overall, without spoiling the movie, um, it's a it's an interesting one at first because the way they play it, you don't want to like anyone, which makes me want to say I didn't like the movie until you start getting into the turns of the movie. Which then I'm like, okay, I like it a little bit better. Okay, I still don't like it. And then boom, I like it. I can't, I do like this movie and I do recommend it. Because uh, it has moments where he's like, God, I fucking hate them all. But then at the end, you know, when things are starting to fix itself up, it makes itself better. No, I, I've heard and it's got Golden Globe nominations. I believe Rosamund Pike won. She won. She won for it. Because I, I don't know if it was Ken Jack or Jeff Lowe of LCB said that it was like a surprise that she was going to win, but at the same time she played such a great character for you to hate. Like she was just That's so exactly good. At, she was. <laughs> and I, I haven't seen a lot of her, what she's done, but I just hear she's one of like the best action, especially because of gone girl. That's really what she's known for. But like, she's just so fucking good. And I heard she's amazing. I heard this, like a lot of people are talking about this and it's not like, Oh, they're talking about like, this is a bad way. Like a lot of people were just, I see on Twitter, like, oh, you need to see this. It's a yeah. good movie, but like, it's just like something that definitely sounds different. So it gives me those vibes, like Promising Young Woman gave me, in the sense of like, I didn't expect it to be any good. And then watching, I'm like, well, that was pretty good. So, you know what? I definitely recommend people to watch that. Watch it. It's on Netflix. She won the Golden Globe for her role, which is pretty surprising for like you know the nomination she had up against her, you know the nominees. So interesting stuff out, and you know leads to kind of like thank God you know with COVID and everything that happened, the whole movie industry and a whole like it definitely changed a lot. But at least there was still good content coming out, you know, because we're still in the COVID era, of course, and you know obviously this was a part of the COVID era and came out you know now, but. Still got affected by it, of course. So very mm-hmm. interesting to see. We're still getting pretty solid stuff throughout this time. Yeah, especially because like what was really tough was 2019 had just so many fucking great movies. Like Hell it was yeah. so like last year's Golden Globes Oscar season. There was just so much stacked up with fucking Parasite, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, fucking Knives Out. Uh, uncut gems shit like that like just so many good things that like literally any movie that i even said could have been best picture but of course went to parasite and well should have because that movie was amazing but that i'm uh it's nice that even though with all the shit that happened we still got some good con like you said good content uh this season uh this just year and uh yeah, I, I didn't watch Golden Gloves because, again, like, I didn't see a lot of it, but I'm glad that, you know, there was good movies and everything out this year. Even yeah. With the virus, unfortunately. Fuck COVID. Yeah. Um, so let's turn, let's dive into a little bit of the news of the week that, you know, news that's, like, interesting to you and I, you know, not the other type of news, like, you know, shit going on with Andrew Cuomo. You heard that shit? Mm-hmm. You know, Greg speaking to greg yesterday he's like yo you know your boy cuomo you heard what happened to him I'm like whoa the whole first of all who said that was my boy he's like oh you seem to like him when i talk to him I'm like no 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 greg you just hate the guy i'm indifferent i just haven't heard a lot of the worst shit he's done besides you know 
the shit happening in the nursing homes, which is pretty fucking bad. And I still can't get over that he allowed the Bills to have a fucking game. <laughs> you know, great for the Bills Mafia to have that. But, you know, New York, shitty place for COVID. Why were we doing that? But, um, you know, hearing about that news, that was very interesting. Uh, but to the news that I like to talk about and you like to talk about, and hopefully the listeners like to listen to, mm-hmm. um, this rumor is floating around. Very, very, uh, I don't know what to call it. I mean, I, I don't like the news, really. So apparently Jennifer Lawrence is in talks to appear in Fantastic Four, the reboot with the MCU. This was a rumor that's been going around. I don't know if it's been debunked or not, but they're saying she's in talks to be there. Apparently people are saying possibly a Sue Storm, you know, the invisible woman. I'm not really a fan of this just because it would be a big miss if they don't get to sign John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, which everyone has fan casted them to be. And honestly, I could dig it. Um, So... I don't know. Hopefully it's not real. I apparently from sources like I've like listened to for like podcasts and stuff. Apparently Jennifer Lawrence hated her time on X-Men. So I don't know if she wants to be in another superhero movie. Mind you, probably a lot of it, a lot of it that did with her, with her hate was probably, you know, putting the mystique costume on like all the fucking paddings and all that fucking ink and costume or whatnot. So probably that's mainly why, but, uh, Hopefully she doesn't get involved with this or, you know, she's a really good actress. I like her, but I don't want her to be Sue Storm. Uh, I don't I just don't believe it mainly because the things you said, like already, she hated being Mystique, especially the last movie. You can see it. Shit. There's barely makeup on her in the movie because she apparently just wanted the minimum. Like it was just literally someone painted it. Like, what is it? X-Men first class. The first time you see her, she's fully kind of like Rebecca Romaine in uh, the original X-Men, just fully all in the shit, red hair and everything. But in this, what is it? Uh, Dark Phoenix, it's just kind of blue and little dots. And you just really <laughs> see her face. I don't even think you really see her arms that much or anything. She barely wanted it because she fucking hated it. And I just also see that she, I think, is too big right now to like, that's also why I feel like she kind of grew out of it because she was coming such a big star during the X-Men like phase that I don't know. She just seems like more, Oh, I'm going to get shit to get me like more Academy awards, more nominations, everything. I just don't yeah. see her going down. Like I'm not saying Marvel's a step down, but I just, she wouldn't want that again. Fantastic four. Definitely one movie, probably going to be in another like big commitment. Uh, I can see her not being sh- strung down. And then, also, yeah, we want to see Emily Blunt. We want to see John Krasinski because it's also, I feel like Marvel is in a very tough spot because if they don't get those two, people are going to be very upset. So yeah, I, I kind of feel bad. Backlash. I, I mean, kind of feel gonna bad watch it, but... <laughs> for Marvel in a sense because, yeah, people are going to like, I'm not saying are you going to go into hating it, but people are be like, oh, we could have had this because that's what we wanted. But it's like, hey, uh, they'll find the right people. And I mean, if they somehow convince Jennifer Lawrence to be Sue Storm, that's a pretty big fucking win because she is a great actress. And I don't I think it can definitely work, but I just, I don't see how she would want to do it again. Yeah. You know, I don't know if she like, at the end of the day, the only way obviously is money. Cause if you go with Marvel, you're probably set for life, honestly. Mm, yep. But you know, she, she did the hunger games, which basically helped, create her fortune that she has as an actress she did x-men she's been a part of the franchise life so you know she could go move on to those roles that are going to help her 
you know, become more of a notable actress when it comes to award ceremonies and all that good shit that, you know, an actor or an actress would want. So, hey, yeah, like, like you mentioned, you know, the fans would probably be upset. I'd be pretty upset, you know. I mind you, whoever we get will probably do really well, and, you know, I'm going to watch it no matter what. But the thing is, we know what we want. Just just, just give me what I want. Exactly. <laughs> that Batista me. <laughs> but it's just funny that everyone, like, says those two, but, like, I don't really see many people saying like, oh, this guy should play Johnny Storm and this guy should be the thing. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know who I want. I think I know who I definitely want to be a thing. I think they should still make it Michael Chiklis again. Yeah, was, I was going to say, he was great. As he was great as it. And honestly, <laughs> I would say, why not just have Chris Evans be <laughs> the human torch again? Like, he can Chris, play two orals. It'll be fine. And it's, like you make his hair like darker, kind of like it was in the original fantastic four like i feel like oh it's not that's not steve rogers this guy looks like steve rogers yeah <laughs> they could make it work that's honestly, meet each other one those day. were just that's the reason why those like two movies have a special place in my heart because it was the whole thing in johnny storm dynamic of them pretty much hating each other yeah and it, was, going that at was, it. it was great that was like some of the redeeming qualities of those yeah, movies but probably the only ones but hey <laughs> yeah but yeah, it would be it would be pretty nice to get those guys back. Um, other Marvel things. There's a lot of Marvel things I feel in the last week. Um, so I'm gonna put these two together. So the first part, Tom Holland is saying that there is no cameo from Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. So basically, he said there is a cameo from Andrew Garfield yeah. and Tobey Maguire. I feel like you know you can't be pulling this shit and answering all these questions and saying it unless it was fucking true. <laughs> I think it was on the Tonight Show, and I'm pretty sure Jimmy Fallon just like said it, and he's like, "No, no, no." But like, that's what like would people people are gonna be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." We don't believe you, but he wasn't gonna say, "Yeah, yeah, there is," because then everyone would be fucking upset. Like, well, we want, even though everyone knows that this is gonna happen, well, there's a very exactly. good chance. We'd rather be surprised, even though everyone feels like and it seems like it's gonna happen. You know, and like, then I, I want it to happen, but. You know, I still think maybe if they don't do it this movie, even though there's a very good chance they are, maybe they do. They're saving it for the next movie or something like that because this is inevitable to happen. In the very least, maybe we get a small cameo, and then the next one, it's like, all right, we're going full throttle. But it seems like they might be going full throttle in with this one because think mm-hmm. about it, they got uh, they got the Green Goblin back, yeah. they got Jimmy Fox back, they got. Uh, Doc Ock. Doc Ock back. Yeah, they're gonna get everybody back. You know, so yeah, I'm only... saying they if they do everyone, we're big Willem Dafoe guys. Willem Dafoe definitely should be in this movie. If they said he's back, they said he was on on the I'm cast. The, uh, they better. And I want James Franco back. I want the new Goblin. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I like the fact that you know they didn't call him a type of Green Goblin. People were saying, "Oh, is that the Hobgoblin?" No, he's New Goblin. New Goblin. And he I has mean... a fucking glo- he has a snowboard. <laughs> yeah, he looked. You know, he was all like blacked out, pretty much. He looked cooler. He was a fucking <laughs> was the new guy. That's what he was. He fucking diddler too. <laughs> but um, so along with this news, we did get the official news because they were teasing it at the beginning of the week. Oh, this is the name of the movie. This person said this thing. And then finally, they're like, all right, this is the name. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. I, I I mean... The home titles go, are interesting. It, I say, <laughs> like, 
they had to, of course, use home in this title again. And I feel like it, it just fit perfectly. Like, no way home. It makes sense after how the events of last, uh, far from, far from home. Like, Peter's, is he, he's not going to have a home, really. Like, no way. Because he's gonna, <laughs> probably going to be on the run and everything, stuff like that. So, I do have to say, I think they missed the ball. They said it. I believe it was Zendaya who put it up. I would rather Spider-Man home slice. I feel like that would have been a great title because I just think that would have been funny. But and maybe they're slicing up the universe, you know, the multiverse. They're sli- <laughs> even bigger. They're slicing up a pie who's known as Pizza Time, Toby Maguire. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Well, you know, with the no way from home, maybe it's like I don't know because I feel like these Spider Men maybe kind of like Spider Verse, you know, the animated mm-hmm. one, maybe like. They somehow pop up in Peter's reality, or Peter pops up in one of theirs realities. So they're like, "Oh, now we have no way to get home." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, and then they say is, the thing, <laughs> which then makes it, you know, then this is actually a Spider Verse movie. <laughs> you know, we'll probably, in some cases, you know, there has been the rumor that we'll get Miles Morales in this too. So who knows? Maybe we yeah, we will, and then this will maybe somehow then connect to maybe like the second. Uh, Spider-Man multiverse movie that we get. Uh, who knows? I do have to say it was great marketing on Sony and Disney's part by doing this because it also played to the whole Tom Holland spoil shit type yeah. thing. So, I, I, and my I, thing is like... I thought it was funny. Like a lot of people I saw that like, like oh, it's just... Oh, because they... Oh, it's this title. Oh, no, it's this title. Like, stop doing this and everything. It's... It's a fucking title of a movie. Calm the fuck down, people that were like upset with it. And, and this doesn't it. really tell us much. This doesn't yeah. tell us too much. You I just have to fucking infer a it lot. It would just, yeah, exactly. Make us infer. And then also seeing that whiteboard on it, everyone's like picking apart. But they're yeah. picking apart things that people are already fucking saying. Like, oh, this means there could be multiverse. Yeah, we're f- we've been saying that since this fucking movie has like, been announced. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was funny, you know, them trying to tease on, you know, Tom Holland spoiling things. I feel like at the end of the day, Disney told him to say that shit. They, uh, they're not going to let him fucking spoil uh, some shit. I don't think he's that fucking stupid to spoil shit and then keep his job. Because I'm pretty <laughs> sure they said it. He spoiled the last title of the movie. So they're like, you know, let's just fucking give it. Let's give him this as a joke and everything. But no one tell him the fucking title this time. My I, my head, I'm going to say Disney told them to do it. They were like, you know, do it, do it. Get some buzz. Create some buzz for this shit. You know, it also makes me wonder, like, when Mark Ruffalo ruined that shit. I wonder how, because that was bad. Tom Cheadle looked like he wanted to slap the fuck out of him. So maybe that one was real. I mean, he didn't, he, he didn't spoil anything. He said everyone dies. Only <laughs> half people died. And they didn't act, they didn't die. So no, except Scarlett, except Scarlett Johansson, she's dead. No, I mean <laughs> maybe she, she, she maybe she dead. Maybe we'll see what happens. Because if anything, they taught us from uh, Endgame, you could just literally pluck someone out of a fucking universe. Now we got another Gamora now, so <laughs> who knows? Ah, uh, any some other news? Uh, this one is also kind of MCU Sony related. I thought this was pretty cool, and I'd rather this than the other two that they were thinking. So apparently, this is a rumor from this website, Daily Bugle something, you know, they've apparently been releasing Spider-Man news for a long time. Um, Carl Urban might be in talks to play Kraven. I'd be so fucking down for that. 
I'd be so down because apparently, you know, the rumor was Keanu Reeves was uh, given the role. Apparently, he's t- he's passed it down. He didn't want it. Apparently, also Adam Driver was given the role, or at least offered the role. Carl Urban would be a great fit for for he has that look. Yeah, I, he looks he, he looks perfect for it. And all I just keep thinking is fucking Bill Bill Butcher being in the fucking MCU yeah. pretty much. Uh, yeah. How could I not you not want that? He's already in the MCU, but this time he looked like he would be more of like yeah. Billy the Butcher. Exactly. You know? He was what's his name? The fucking guy in Ragnarok. Uh, I forgot. Nah, I don't really recall his name. Yeah. But I knew it was Carl Urban. Yeah. And if this is Carl Urban, you get him in here. You know what? That's fine. I'm pretty sure he died in the movie anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, again, if people like get upset, go fuck yourself, really. Like, oh, he was already in the MCU. Who gives a shit? He's going to be, I, I think he's pretty fucking like spot on for all, even though I, I again was kind of like iffy with Keanu. Cause I just feel like, I feel like Keanu is too skinny for the yeah, role. Yeah. He, he just doesn't, he's yes. Badass without a doubt. John Wick has proven that, but it just didn't seem like he seems like Craven the Hunter seems more chiseled and everything. Kind of like, I feel like Jason Momoa is kind of like the archetype of, I'm not saying he he would probably be a very good one, but of course Aquaman. So that's probably yeah. not, that wouldn't work. But I feel like someone like him and Carbon's pretty fucking big. Like so He's was Adam. Beefy looking. He's exactly. Beefy. So was Adam. He wears those 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 Hank. What's his called? I forgot the name of the type of type of shirt it is, but he wears those like those beefy shirts. Mm-hmm. You know, he would be a beefy type of guy for the role. That would that, fit it. And I feel like Adam Driver would have done that too. Beefy and I mean just fucking kylo ren but i but it's kylo ren and also the guy from black clansman (laughs) it's just ah that would have been great but i'm i definitely would like to see carl urban just more again more stuff like it build a fucking butcher i want that now they're filming boys season three so fucking yeah um, let's see what happens um Apparently, Keith, uh, Keith, I was, who the fuck is Keith? Uh, Kevin Feige says there's no plans to develop a rated R project for the MCU besides Deadpool 3. So that's great that, you know, I think this has already been confirmed that Deadpool 3 will be rated R. But, you know, it leads to the thing of like, ah, it would be cool to get some other things rated R. People have been saying like, you know, Blade. Blade would be a good, a pretty great rated R, especially because like the Blade that we've already received before, Wesley Snipes, and just in general, like it's a rated R type of character. So maybe you know they'll change their mind on it later. But then again, the rating with rated R, like if you say the word "fuck" once, then it's rated R. Apparently, like that's why it's gonna have a rated R rating for Justice League because Batman's apparently gonna say "fuck." <laughs> so, um. I guess it it doesn't like you could still be a pretty gory or like serious or rough type of movie under like a PG thirteen rating anyway. You know, I feel like Deadpool did like Deadpool definitely deserves a radar. It got real, it got real touchy, especially when you know when you get very very sexual and stuff like that. Things you don't really get out of an MCU movie, but like Blade, for example, that character I don't think it needs to get into that level. It just needs to be like badass and tough and shit. Um, so, you know, if that doesn't end up radar, that's fine. Like, you know, people like don't need to get stuck on the rating. I feel it's just like certain things like with Deadpool, I still think it can maybe work on a PG 13 rating. It's just like what we've gotten so far. It's been really nice to have. It's just, 
I think they Marvel smart enough to make it work, even if they couldn't get the rated R rating. But it's interesting. Yeah, yeah I feel like it does seem like Blade would possibly be working well if it was radar but like i feel like deadpool that it needed to be like they knew it needed to be radar because it just it could definitely work under pg-13 and cut down i feel like a lot of the jokes but ryan Reynolds could still pull off being the fucking not too overly sexual or too overly graphic and you know not just his actions but words and stuff to make it pg-13 but it would it had to be rated r Deadpool three because I don't know if it'll get even as crazy as then two, but it's got to live up to the first two, and I don't think it could have if it was PG thirteen. Yeah, because so. like my way of looking at it is, and you know, I think it was Greg who was the one who asked us which one we liked better, which one we thought mm-hmm. was funnier, and I believe I'm on the same. I, I say this, and I think you might be on the same. Deadpool two for me is funnier because Deadpool one was funny. But Deadpool 2 pushes the envelope because they already saw how far they went in Deadpool 1. So they could go a little bit further, and that's exactly what I felt like because we saw it on theaters together. Mm-hmm. Some of those jokes, I was like, whoa, okay there. Like, that was pretty, pretty whoa. <laughs> so, like, to imagine Disney having to do this, like, if they were to revert backwards, yes, it'll still be good, but I hope they could at least keep in the same area or maybe even push the envelope a little bit further. Who knows? But it would be a little sad to see them go backwards with already what they got out of Deadpool 2. No, I feel like Deadpool 2 was overall just funnier than the first one because I feel like it relied. It was this first one, of course, was very fucking funny. Great. But it was a more like actual like story and everything like there was building stuff and of course the comedy side was part of it but i feel like the second one it was all about the comedy and there was just kind of like a story in it but there was everything the fucking pretty much anytime he was in it with dope pinder fucking making jokes you have the whole like oh we have x-force and everything that whole scene was fucking hilarious because pretty much all of them die and it's we just, got Brad Pitt in there. Yeah, exactly. And like, it, it, I don't know, especially the joke that just always pops in my head is the fucking, all these elderly, oh, white wa- elderly white men. I should have, I shouldn't have forgot my rape whistle. Yeah. Like that, like, that was fucking amazing. And that's the vibes I want to continue in Deadpool 3. So, you know, if I rated R, it makes sense that they could keep that. And like, it's good that they could keep it. Yeah. So, Let's see what happens in the future. Excited about that. Um, other stuff. What else? So Loki is airing on Disney Plus on June 11th. And Star Wars The Bad Batch is airing on Disney Plus on May 4th. So May the 4th be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like when it comes to... Hmm. I wonder how much... Like, How many episodes is it for Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Will it probably be like eight or seven possibly? I, I, I feel like it's eight. But will that be enough time to close out that gap, or will there be like a like, couple more? No, nah, I, I don't think that there'll be a little bit. I feel like kind of might be a long, a little longer than the whole WandaVision and uh, Winter Soldier type gap. 
So. Okay. Well, and then at the least, you know, there will be things in between because, mm. for example, boom, Star Wars and the Bad Batch. If people want to watch that if they're a fan of MCU and, you know, the Star Wars, they'll have that. Um, I'm pretty sure not too long after Loki ends, we'll be able to get the Marvel What If. And hopefully not too long after that, there'll be something else. I don't know if it will be, you know, the Boba Fett show. Probably not. I don't know. There probably might be a gap there. There's nothing on Disney for a bit. Who knows? But. I like it so far that there's been this like consistent thing going on, you know, right after Wanda, I mean, after Mandalorian was done a few weeks later, we got WandaVision. Now we're getting Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I like the ongoing thing. Hopefully they could keep that going some way, or at least not a ginormous gap in something. Uh, so it seems like there's actually, there's six episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. and they so, ends, yeah. It ends April 23rd. So there will be a little bit of a gap between that and Loki, but I mean, hey, fucking Disney Plus pretty much went f- almost a full year between gaps when it was just really between Man- Mandalorian season one and Mandalorian season two. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, especially, like you said, with stuff like the Bad Batch, the What If series, other Star Wars things that have that were announced but ha- don't have a date are probably going to be coming out like mid late summer or stuff like that. Like, I because there were so many fucking that were announced in December with the Bad Batch that I can't remember their names, but I bet there's going to be more of those that will probably be sprackly available until the Boba Fett series uh, this December. So, I, I mean, I am extremely excited for Loki because I thought that had such a badass trailer. Like, got me so hyped up. <laughs> and WandaVision, which, honestly, when they told, said the, the main three, Falcon, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, and this. I was least excited for WandaVision. And whew, that fucking still blowing minds. So I feel like these next two are going to be really fucking good. I don't know if they can top WandaVision, but I have a feeling they'll definitely give it a chance and possibly will. Yeah. They'll definitely have a go for a run for its money. That's for sure. They could definitely they could pull it off, especially like. Everyone fucking loves Loki. Exactly. Like, I don't know anyone who hates that character. So I could see that re- really being like the the really good one out of this one. Like the be- Like I feel like everyone expected that one to be the best one, and then next thing you know, Wandavision is doing what they're doing now. So you know, either which way, as long as it's good, that's good. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. what makes me also think, like my brother, actually, when we were talking about Wandavision yesterday, where he was saying this, that like, and I agree that. You didn't like at least for me. I didn't really care that much about Wanda and that and Vision really before this whole series. Like I enjoyed Vision as a character mostly because he's just kind of a nerd as a fucking superhero and he's a fucking like robot. He just looked funny with his sweaters and everything. But and Wanda, like she's been fine, but the this whole series has made me like fucking love them. How fucking great yeah. they are and Loki. Everyone already fucking loves him. So I feel like this is just going to make it him possibly the greatest char- Marvel character if the show is such a hit. So. Yeah. And then it's great if he's somehow able to come back fully in the MCU. Because as much as like Thanos was easily the most badass and pro- probably is the greatest vid- uh, villain in Marvel, but Loki is just that guy that's been there since pretty much the beginning. And. Yeah, and you know what's nice is this Loki that we have, um, the one we had until 
spoiler alert, he dies. Mm. He learned lessons, you know, he went through things, he felt pain, he learned some shit. Mm. But this one, all of that's erased. So pretty much it's like they fucking put the factory reset on Loki. And we still got fucked up Loki that we got out of coming out of Avengers. So there's a lot of lessons he didn't mm. learn, obviously. So that means he could still be a fucking asshole and be a villain, which is pretty cool. And, you know, going back to what you said on WandaVision and something we'll probably mention when we review the episode in a little bit, uh, like, that's what's really nice about the fucking show and nice about TV shows and stuff like that. Because you could build on characters that don't really get shined on that much and you could actually get invested in them. So, like, now when I rewatch the MCU at some point again, you know, like, Age of Ultron is going to mean a lot more when I'm watching it because I actually care more about who Vision is who who wanda is because we've seen this backstory which is mm-hmm. really great that we didn't get out of the mcu movies that we've been getting and it's really nice to have shows because they could flesh out things you weren't really uh interested in yeah no i, I have a feeling that's probably what's gonna happen with uh falcon Winter soldier too because like at least Fa- falcon's been like a great sidekick type character but like he hasn't really had his chance to shine really since winter soldier where he was a pretty big focal point in this uh in the movie and then the other ones he's been really just he's been there he's been along for the ride he hasn't been a focal point and 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 yeah like i I mean bucky he's the reason civil war really happened i I don't care like i know the accords and blah 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 but it's because him and steve love each other and blah 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 blah. it's just uh, no i'll probably i'll probably start liking him in this yeah, so. there's definitely stuff that'll probably change your mind. But we'll see what happens when we get there. Um, not Marvel news, and I think that'll be the last thing until we get into WandaVision. So Paramount Plus is something you mentioned earlier, and I'm happy you mentioned it, because it's la- it's launching on March 4th. I'm debating on getting it. I probably will. I want to see what their catalog will be beforehand. All I really know is they're going to have a lot of fucking cartoons and Nickelodeon shit, because it's under the Nickelodeon branch. So some of the things we already know that's coming on to it. It's the new James Bond movie is finally going to come out and <laughs> look like it's going to be under Paramount, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Mission Impossible movie uh, coming out there, The Quiet Place 2. They also got recently announced there's going to be a live retelling, a live action retelling of the Fairly Odd Parents, which is interesting because the mm-hmm. last time they tried to do a live action version of it, it was with Drake Bell. And that was like a little. I don't know if you noticed that this was like Nickelodeon movies and Drake Bell was Timmy. <laughs> I I never knew that was a thing. Yep. So Drake Bell was Timmy. Trudy was. Uh, do you remember Victorious? Yes. Do you remember her sister? Yes. That was Trudy. And mm. um, I don't remember. Oh yeah, Cosmo and Wanda were not live action people. They were like digital. No, people. I mean, I'm glad because that would be. That'd be some weird. Like I know it would probably just be little fucking small people, but it, that's what that's what's making me think. How is this gonna? Like you can easily make Timmy like kind of live action and the people around them, but it's the whole fairy type of deal. How do you make that live action? Yeah. But I feel like yeah, probably. I hope it's like kind of like cartoon type thing because if it's not, it's gonna just look weird and you know. I'm not going to assume automatically it's bad. I I feel like that's a problem with a lot of things that come out, especially like, I don't know, maybe if it's an American thing, I don't know who it is, but I feel like once we hear, especially things that are getting, whether it's remade or done again, 
people automatically want to get upset. Be like, oh, I hate it. It's stupid. Like, for example, um, uh, Rugrats is actually getting a movie on uh, Paramount. And it's like kind of like a CGI 3D animation type deal. And I saw, I don't know if you remember Charlie. You remember Charlie yeah. from Maris? I saw him uh, reposted on Facebook and he seemed upset with the animation. I'm like, that's not a big fucking deal to be upset about. Like, kind of get over it. No, in like, a way. like when I saw that whole clip, I'm like, this is it's weird. But at the same time, it's like it makes sense. It's not like it was going to be the same fucking animation as it was. Yeah, close at to, least close to almost thirty years ago, really. Yeah, and I feel like people should rather be upset and mad that we're getting it and hate it already. Like, kind of be happy that they're extending on something. You know, like I'm going to give it a try. Like I remember I saw. One of my uncle's friends, she was upset that now Matilda is getting like a remake in a way or a reboot. I don't know if what exactly they're doing. It might be a musical-ish type of reboot. But she was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, calm the fuck down. You just saw who got casted. You don't even know who's like if it's going to be good. Like, give it, wait until it comes out, watch it, and then give it an opinion. Don't just fucking assume. And that's what I'm going to do with this. Like, really odd parents, live action. Seems like it could be really weird. Who knows? But maybe it might be good. Nickelodeon has been weird, I will say, because I did give some of the newer episodes of SpongeBob, for example, a try. Like, I like having things on in the background while I do work. And I gave some of that a try, and that was fucking awful. So I'm, a, I saw it, so I'm going to say it fucking sucked, <laughs> you know, compared to the OG SpongeBob that we got. Um, even the animation changed a little bit. That got fucking, like, way more shittier than I thought it could be. But um, we're even going to get that Spongebob movie that was supposed to come out. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's coming out. And that's the one that had, like, Keanu Reeves randomly in, like, a thing of fucking, like, <laughs> I don't know, tumbleweed Keanu Reeves. And uh, they're even going to have, I, I think it's going to be on here, too, this little Spongebob spinoff series for the first time. Where it's kind of like the younger years of Spongebob. Yeah. And he's like, Camp Coral. Yeah. Which I'm not going to say it's bad already. I'm just going to say, you know, maybe I'll give it an episode or two or wait to see what people think. But uh, that's some of the stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you ever watched Total Drama Island. I never watched that. That's mm. apparently coming out with two new seasons on there. That's all I know that's coming to Paramount. That's why I want to wait till I see their catalog before I invest and get the whole thing. I haven't really gone deep into CBS All Access catalog. It's really just, like I said, been watching Ink Master. But they got I, Blue Bloods. They got, <laughs> of course, they have all the CBS stuff and all that. But I saw they have all three godfathers so i mean i've like, been meaning to watch. i've never seen the fucking godfather and that's where it's at that's okay. a, i like i feel like that's a pretty big if, i would assume it's heading over to paramount plus as well but it that's a big selling point i feel the whole i do like even though it sounds like we're finally at least in new york we're finally getting movie theaters open to a, at least some capacity still not going <laughs> still not going at least now but i'm saying yeah. like with the whole Oh, uh, fuck. I no. wonder if my AMC subscription is going to open up again. <laughs> I have my movie pass. Oh, they that, start charging me $25 a month. I'm going to tell them, go fuck yourselves oh, on your stuff. Oh, you came in there doing that right away. <laughs> uh, like, oh, yeah, it's open. You can go. But uh, I yeah. love that thing, though. Not going to lie. But continue. I feel like I do enjoy that whole, like, it's kind of replicating a little bit of the HBO Max where they're going to be on the streaming service, but 45 days after, so little bit of time but it makes it where oh yeah they come wait. out 45 days after they come out yeah theaters. you can make you can wait a little bit and yeah that's not a bad wait i mean look how i still haven't even watched tenet and it's still not on anything so yeah. look how long that's taken so i'm 
because I'm very excited to see both Mission Impossible and No Time to Die. So uh, I'm glad I'll have. But I feel like by because I believe No Time to Die is supposed to be coming out in November. By then, I think it's hopefully we sh- it should be kind of normal to go back to movie theaters. <laughs> Hopefully, God willing. I, I miss the vibes, you know? People, I don't know if you've probably seen on Instagram and Twitter that photo of, like, the movie theater, like, steps in the theater. It's like, <laughs> God, I miss these or some shit. I feel that, you know? Yeah. We used to go to movies all the time, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I miss the... I definitely do miss the vibes, but, you know, the right I had time. All these, I had all these damn AMC points, these stub points. They were just collecting dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, um, you know, I, so you already answered it earlier that you're going to get it. I'll probably end up getting it or at the very least giving it a try. I mean, when I think of all the subscriptions I have, I still have a lot of them. Like I have the free version of Peacock, which is now probably going to end up becoming the 499 version once WWE moves over there. Cause WWE is now owned by the Peacock, like mm-hmm. their catalog. So got to watch it only for 499 a month with commercials which i'm very confused what does that mean because will that mean in the middle of a pay-per-view am i gonna get a fucking 30 second ad for like young sheldon or some shit like that i don't think that's on nbc though but not, or maybe it is I don't know. no well, either t- which way t- they t- might yes. give me an ad for young sheldon yeah. and i don't want that kid pops up everywhere <laughs> but um there's just the streaming services are taking over the world and at the same time like i have cable because it came part of my damn like internet package and it worked out it's cheaper obviously to keep the cable than not but like now i have all these streaming services and it's just adding up it's the same price essentially yeah. at the end of the day the only nice the nice thing that comes with it is the on-demand feature but then again when you have cable and you just log in with your provider boom you have all the on-demand shit too so yeah okay paramount plus very interesting to see what's going on there comes out march 4th people are interested i think they have like a 50 percent off for a year thing going on i gotta see how much that's worth maybe i'll do that um now what the fuck is going on with dc you know maybe this is our new segment we'll just sell what the fuck is going on and then what it is so what the fuck is going on with dc so dc had a lot of news this week i'm gonna just go off the top of my head and say what's going on here i'm gonna say what the fuck so dc apparently you know we've been talking about this i feel like for a couple of times on the pod why the fuck haven't they been able to do anything with Henry Cavill's Superman? Well, apparently it came out, the first came out, there's there going to be a new Superman movie coming out. People are excited. Then the next news that came out following that was, oh, no, it's going to be a Superman reboot in the works with J.J. Abrams directing. And then, oh, yeah, then they came out with another thing saying, oh, yeah, they're going to try and get a black Superman into that. Totally fine getting a black Superman. You know, it was cool when they mentioned another time, like last year, that it might be Michael J. Michael Michael B. Jordan. I almost said Michael J. Fox. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. I'm so down with that, but I'm also down with Michael J. Fox being Superman. Yes, I think cool. that's Marty McFly as Superman. That's what everyone's been saying for years. But- and you know, and that's and that's interesting. I'll go, we'll go back to that in a second. Another thing, I'm like, what the fuck, DC? Zack Snyder says Justice League will end with a massive cliffhanger. Bro, what the fuck do you mean it's going to have a cliffhanger? And then apparently the second movie of Justice League, if it were to happen, would have been a nightmare movie. The whole nightmare shit that we saw going on, that would be the second movie. Um, they also are working on a Scarecrow movie, apparently. That's in develops. Kind of like in the way of Joker, that it was in its own universe and shit like that. Apparently that's going on too. And then not really a what the fuck, because I'm kind of excited just because I'm Hispanic and I like this. So Blue Beetle, I don't know if you've ever heard of that character. He's a character within Justice, uh, not Justice League, but DC. 
um, they're going to have a movie in development with there, and it's going to have a Latino director. And typically, Blue Beetle has, you know, there's been different variations, but it looks like they might go with a Hispanic guy being Blue Beetle. So that's kind of cool. Mm. Um, I don't really have to say what the fuck for that one. I just wanted to bring it there. We don't really have to talk about it. I don't know too much about Blue Beetle. I feel like you probably don't either. No, so no. we'll go back to the other shit, which is what the fuck is going on with Superman, bro? Like, I am totally fine with a new Superman and even, like, you know, a black Superman, because I would fucking love to see some more fucking color in my damn movies. But you know what? Make it a different universe. Don't scrap away what Henry Cavall had. This dude is one of the best Superman we've had in a while since Christopher Reeves. And here we go and getting rid of it. I am fucking flabbergasted. Let us stray. <laughs> They're running amok on this shit. It, like, what in the world? It, uh, I feel like we've been saying, I think, like, three straight episodes It's just... They, it's been whole like they just keep fucking everything. Like even showing new, like oh we have these new things, still somehow fucking up because it's like Henry, like now, now you have you're just gonna reboot Superman, but again you're gonna reboot him when you don't have a fucking you still don't have a story for Henry Cavill. That was the whole thing. That that's why we don't have Man of Steel too. We don't have a story. So that's just and they rebooting. almost lost Henry Cavall. Then he came back, it seemed like, or whatever the hell that story was last year. But now he's with that, DC and he's down to be Superman. And yet they're probably going to get rid of him now? Uh, what? And again, like, all right, you're going to do a reboot. Are you going to do an origin story again? Like, we we know the origin story. We know The same just, shit about Batman. The same shit about Spider-Man. Everyone's parents fucking die. Duh. And, you know, fucking mm-hmm. Uncle Ben gets shot. And, you know, Superman comes from space and and, his, and Jonathan Kenton gets a heart attack or some shit. Or and it was, what's funny is in all of the retellings of Superman, Jonathan Kenton gets a heart attack. Except for Man of Steel, Man dude Steel. goes into a fucking, <laughs> goes into a fucking tornado. That one is that, ridiculous, but it's funny to me now. And especially that, where he's just like, stop. Like, telling him to stop. Yeah. I got this tornado. <laughs> yeah. But, like, okay, I don't. Like, that, no one wants that, really, I feel. And, like, even with the new Superman, what we just got, they had to show us the origin, too, which is, like, technically they've already built this universe of this Superman, but they then re-change it with this crisis storyline, which is a big thing, but I don't want to fucking go into it right now. But the fact that we're now possibly going to get a new Superman, and it's not Henry Cavall, is very upsetting. And I try and give DC a lot of fucking, like, you know, I want to like them because DC was... I felt like before Marvel, I was more of a DC guy growing up, and I still fucking love it because I got my favorite guy, fucking Batman, fuck Iron Man, fuck you, Tom. And now DC's just fucking ruining what they got. They just need a hard fucking reset because, like, why? Like, if you're going to try, what are you doing? I don't even know. Uh, I guess, you know what, the thing I can take away from it is he's been, I feel like, killing it as of of late. I'm glad Henry Cavill can get away from this. Even though I feel like, especially that he's on a rise, they should be capitalizing how big this guy has is becoming slowly, especially because he was like really nothing when he became Superman and he's risen. And the funny thing, he's risen not because of fucking Superman, but because he's done better shit and like gotten away from really. Everyone like, was fucking simping the shit out of him in The Witcher. Yeah, I, I, and he was amazing in Mission Impossible uh, Fallout. And he was in a movie we, we reviewed. He was great in Nola Holmes. Like, yeah. he's rising, and they're just like, oh, we can't, what are we going to do with him? Not, nothing, let's do a new one. 
fine. Bro, that... his name is Dog Cal. Like, Cal L. Like, bro. Like, this is Superman. No, and honestly, let him go away. But again, I it would be great to have someone like Michael B. Jordan. But they're going to ruin him, probably too. And I don't want that for him. For him. So, uh, it's just... Because again... I, I, if they if you reboot him, fine. He's not going to be part of Justice League then. Like this Superman, because if you reboot it, are you going to make it a part of the like the Flash, Aquaman, Wonder Woman type thing? Like, uh, I'm very confused. Like, I, it seems like they have this is the weird thing about DC, and it kind of leads into there's this cliffhanger with Justice League, apparently Zack Snyder says. And then also now they have this Scarecrow movie possibly in development. And then let me go back to what I mentioned about the Swamp Thing, Constantine. Also, Justice League Dark, which has been a thing that has been talked for years, also with uh, Guillermo del Toro as a director, or at least a writer, one of those. They got all these things going on. Plus they got their whole Arrowverse and shit like that. You know, maybe they're trying to find a way to combine it. Obviously they were thinking of something when they put Ezra Miller's choking ass over down there. Like, you know, like they got all these damn universes going on, but why don't you stick to one fucking thing for now until you can figure out how to touch all these other things? Like, I know maybe they want to figure out how to get them to connect better than all that. But right now, Marvel, as we said last week, it's kind of about to beat you to the punch. If they actually get the X-Men universe to cross over this and I just, I, I, as a DC fan, it's very upsetting. So I like Henry Cavall, and I want him in this universe, and I want more because they could do so much with this dude, and they're wasting money. They're wasting fucking money. Warner Brothers needs to get their shit together, and you know what? You brought up maybe Disney could fix it. Maybe Disney could, maybe not. Maybe it's just like, I don't fucking know. They, there's so much potential, especially one you mentioned earlier. They got Superman and Batman, one of the most recognizable fucking comic book characters ever. Like, I think... By, by default, they beat out on most recognizable than anyone that Marvel has besides Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and you're just wasting it. And it's just, I, I don't think in this trajectory that they're doing, I don't think anyone can fix it. Not even Disney, not even Feige, no one. Because of just how they're all over the place. Because, like, I'm just, I'm thinking, like, if you reboot Superman, then just, are you just, then reboot everything. Because he was literally what you started this whole thing on. The DCU was Man of Steel. So you're just going to reboot him and stick with... Really, it's now just Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and The Flash. Kind of cyborg, but you don't really give a shit about him. The actor and the character. I don't think he even wants to go back. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Warner, sounds... Brothers, Warner Brothers sounded, or whoever, someone was racist. So fuck that. So, and literally... <laughs> Let that because they did not give him any favors, and I don't know if they will in this, probably in Justly, but he was really nothing in the first one. But I just I don't get it because again I feel like this movie will come out before the Flash movie, this new Superman thing, because I don't know when that's ever going to come out. So I feel like that should have came out like three years ago. That's still and they'll make Aquaman five and whatever, and still like I enjoy Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> Because like I feel like they already got the two like set up, and they know what they're doing with him. They kind of know what they're doing with Wonder Woman, even though it sucked. Oh, and, and they're also bringing back whatever her name is, uh, Mar- Mar- Amber something, whatever Amber her name Heard. is. 
she seems like she's going to be fine and stay and have a job. Unlike people like fucking Johnny Depp, you know, fuck her too. It is uh, sticky situations over there. uh, It's just set the whole thing on fire, burn it all to the ground. The only way I could see them really fixing this is, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League does really fucking well. People like it. They're like, thank God this came out. It fixed a lot of the issues that we had. Now, put your interest on that, because you know you got fans that like it. You know you have people that really like Man of Steel. I feel like it's a mixed reaction with a Batman versus Superman, but all the people that didn't like it, they could go fuck themselves, because that was pretty fucking good. I don't hate it. I liked it. It had its flaws, of course, but it was pretty good. Wonder Woman, the first one, pretty good. Aquaman, pretty good. Too fucking long, though. We're not going to talk about Wonder Woman 84. They could probably get rid of that one if they want. You know, use a Flash to get rid of that, because Flash likes to change around universes and shit. If this Justice League works out pretty well, put your money on that. You know, Joker did really well. Does Joker need a sequel? Not really, the way they kind of did it. They don't need to really worry about that. If they could just continue and, you know, they have Zack Snyder, let's say they partner him up with the creative minds behind, like, Joker in a way. But also, it was it's very contradicting what they both those movies are. But, like, there's something in that fucking Snyderverse that they could use if you just give it some time and stop trying to rush it. But then also, they're rushing things. But, but we've been waiting for movies for years now, and there's still nothing. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but, like... At the same time, I just, even with, like I've, I said it, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago at this point, that the Snyder, no, it was last week that the uh, Snyder Cut trailer was released. It was like, if this, now it's this, if this is really good, if this is like great, amazing, two parts, two huge parts of that are with now Batman and Superman are potentially not going to be a part of it in the future. And like those are your two big things, and especially now after Wonder Woman, she's lost her shine. Aquaman, he's really the most like solid one because he had a, he had a solid movie. It was good, and he's hot, <laughs> and he's yeah, honestly, and he's Jason Moa. Flash, <laughs> it's really just been Justice League, and, and like, then he chokes some. <laughs> yeah, really, that's been the two things, and Cyborg, <laughs> they. Josh Whedon was a huge, was a huge asshole, and someone I think was racist. So they really, so I I just I don't see how they build off of it because the foundations are already crumbling underneath it. So as much as this could be good, it's like at what cost? If I Literally was Warner Brothers, I'd give Zack Snyder whatever the fuck he wants, give him all the money in the world. And also, I'd give Ben Affleck whatever the fuck he wants and all the money in the uh, world to he, bring him back. I, it sounds like I don't think any money in the world could bring him back. Because they fucked him. And I, I'm so upset with that because he was going to make such, I feel like, such a good Batman movie. And it sounded like they just like fucked him over too many times. And he was like, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. I'm done. And he, he was just writing the movie, I think it sounds like. And he was... Justice League also made him like, I don't, <laughs> he just wanted to do this for his kids. That was it. And like, I'm fucking out of here. I really hope by the time at, a little bit after Justice League comes out, I hope there's an answer. I hope there's a fucking answer of like, all right, we, we made, we had this come out. Now, do we make you waste your time by watching this? Or will this actually be something we will work with and build and promise to fucking do something right? 
because that's going to be the annoying part. The movie's runtime is officially like an hour and a minute and something seconds, like four hours, I mean, four. And, and like a minute and something seconds. Like, we're going to commit ourselves to four hours of a fucking movie. I'm part of my, I have two reasons I want to do it, or maybe three. One, I'm hoping the guy that could fix the DC universe if that ever happens. Two, Zack Snyder fucking deserves it. And three, God, Justice League, the first one was awful, so it just can't get any fucking worse. So I want to see what they have in store. But. And one thing to you, you've mentioned uh, with this, I didn't know about the whole Scarecrow movie that's going to come out. That is very interesting because I, I enjoyed Scarecrow in the Nolan universe. Yeah. The whole, the, like, I thought Killian Murphy killed it as that. And. I feel like that would be a good kind of origin type story. But at the same time, like, I feel like it also needs Batman there too. Cause the joke, well, Joker I feel, didn't need it, I, but I feel like Joker is just so like Joker's bigger that like, that's he's bigger than kind of Batman. Like that's how good, like good he yeah, is. He I, doesn't need Batman. Yeah. yeah. Like I think someone like that or like other, type that are good villains i just feel like they still need batman kind of to bounce off of even if it is just strictly focused on them but hey maybe they'll try to they'll work it out with him better i mean especially if it's not a part of the dcu it'll probably be good so also fuck them for never doing a jim carrey riddler movie because <laughs> that's all i want i want that uh, I, mean, I want that <laughs> I, I, I would not i would have enjoyed that uh as a solo movie, definitely would have been better than Batman and Robin. Oh yeah, I mean that one has a weird place in my heart because I Cause still it, like it's, it's a weird movie, but like I don't know, it was what we had at the time. There's just, it's just also funny that it was it's technically like really the same type of universe as the Michael Keaton ones, and like it's it's ridiculous how they're also nowhere weird. even near each other. And there was three different Batmans. Yeah. No, there was four different Batmans, I'm pretty sure. Because you yeah. had Val Kilmer, uh, Val Kilmer, um, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, and George Clooney. George Clooney. Oh, maybe it was three. Yeah, it was three. And then, you know. Well, yeah. Jim Carrey, Riddler movie? That would be dope. And you just get Tommy <laughs> Lee Jones there just so he could be upset the entire time. Yes. <laughs> um, just DC. Come on. I, I want something good. So hopefully we could come back after Justice League. We talk about it. We're like, yeah, that was pretty good. But, but it was still a waste I get, of time. Like, that's what it's like. That's what I feel like we'll say. Oh, this is really good. But it's like, it's not like they've, they're giving, like you keep saying, like, oh, they'll build up to it. But like, they're giving us nothing, really. If they're just going to bring, bring out more, like, oh, we're rebooting Cyborg or something like that. Like, something, that's what they'll say. And like, it's like, it's just. You know, I hope there's something we don't know that like someone like Zack Snyder knows. Because why the fuck would you put a cliffhanger in your movie if they never let you continue it? So maybe maybe the idea that there's a big massive cliffhanger, maybe that means there's something in the works, you know? Maybe there's hope. You know? The S on the chest is Or maybe hope. it was supposed to be a cliffhanger for the original and <laughs> Now it's like no, I, I hope to God that that's not the reason because like <laughs> it just makes no damn sense. But that's what DC has been doing. But Joker was really good. So. <laughs> the Joker was really good. Does that have anything to do with DC? Hell no. So let's talk about something better. The Young Rock episode two. <laughs> I still like the Young Rock episode nice. two. Well, I say it's as good as episode one. No, 
I think it's it was uh, I was hoping for more of like we get some of the little rock again, then we get the little teenager adult rock, and then we get actual like college rock. Like that would have been cool to get more of that. We I I don't know if that was just for that episode or will it be like every episode will just be one variation that we're gonna focus on. But while I do what I did like, you know, I like the whole wrestling aspect that we got out of it, you know, going to a little flea market to see a wrestling show. That whole wrestling interaction, especially with the Wild Samoans and Rocky Johnson, really good. As you like to say it when we talk about this private before we do the pods and stuff, you're like, damn, they make Rocky Johnson look like an asshole. I guess it's, it's right now it ain't young rock. It's fuck the old rock, really. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's what it really just makes like it, it sucks because especially because unfortunately Rocky Johnson passed away and it just makes him look like he wasn't he wasn't a good dad and it's it's just awkward because you can also see the rock during the whole interviews type is like it's my dad like i know he sucked but it's my dad it's my dad you know it's it's, it's also kind of i would say i call i call that relatable mm-hmm. you know because there's you know my i don't know my dad but <laughs> but but but, like, you know, like, for those family, you know, there's definitely those times, you know, where your family fucking sucks. Because everyone's family sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. But there's those times where, you know, you got to be there for them because that's, like, that's my dad. That's my mom. You mm-hmm. know, like, you got to you gotta deal with their bullshit, you know? Cause especially because they deal with your bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say I'll give redeeming qualities to the wrestling stuff. Any rock and Randall Park scene is good. Yeah. It's it's the best part of the show, just yeah. getting the fact. I'm still happy that this what we got out of this isn't just a show about variations of The Rock growing up. No, it's a show about variations of The Rock growing up, but at least The Rock is involved. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm happy about. You know, he's not just like a producer on the show when we never get to see him. No, he's very much in the show for the parts we get, and it's good. Yeah, I mean, I... That's this this needed a little bit more Randall Park, aka Jimmy Woo, and that's this like I feel like the two scenes he was in, Name in the Rock, they fucking killed it because it's just I don't know, it's just perfect how they mesh off each other, and that's really what I enjoy. And yes, the the wrestling aspect was cool because also a guy who plays Rocky Johnson is really good at playing. Like I don't know much about Rocky Johnson, but I feel like he plays it very well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that whole like flea market type wrestling scene. It was funny, and uh, I feel like are there just the wild Samoan just going to be there to do the whole wild Samoan things? Like those two guys are just going to be like ah that entire time. That that would be great. Yeah, I mean, That's an ongoing <laughs> thing. That would be dope. <laughs> I don't think they need to do anything more. So it works. <laughs> um, you know, I'm thinking about this. You know, the Rock and Randall Park. You know. I love the Kevin Hart and, and the Rock stuff, but maybe Kevin Hart, you know, you get you're really big, bro. You're really big in Hollywood. You got your movies and stuff. Maybe you sit a couple out and let Randall Park and the Rock do some buddy, you know, movies. You know, that would be that would be pretty interesting. Or maybe just add them into the flow. It's, you know? it's honestly what this has shown and Wandavision. We need more Randall Park. And you saw what I retweeted the other day, like today, like Randall Park is the most loved guy in Hollywood right now. He's just, there's, there's something just so likable about him. He's just, 
he's kind of he like a North Korean dictator. Yeah, exactly. He was he was so likable as Kim Jong Il, like, and he's just I don't know. It's, and I was thinking like, oh, he could maybe somehow be in the DC universe. He is. He's he was in Aquaman kind like for a little. He bit. is in Aquaman. Yeah, that's right. So uh, and he's also in the MCU. Yeah, it's like that's how that's how good he is. He's in both the oh, good and the shit. Yeah, I mean. There, there was once a Marvel and a DC comic books a couple of times, like some mergers. What if Randall Park is the key to it all, and we get MCU versus DC? Yeah, and I like people are calling it the MCU now. <laughs> hey, I mean, if they give him his own show, show which the fans want, that'll be fucking dope. Yes, uh, all aboard. But Young Rock episode two. Uh, and what's funny is I end up watching these episodes twice. So the last two episodes, I've seen them twice. So what I do is I watch it once on my own. And then when I go see my grandmother at my mom's place, I'm like, oh, you want to watch something? And I'm like, oh, you like The Rock. Let's watch this. <laughs> and I get to watch it a second time. And so far, seeing them within the span of 24 hours twice, they're pretty pretty decent. Decent enough. They're, and I also like it. It's a 30-minute show. And <laughs> technically, because it's on, like, primetime television with cut with commercials and shit it's like what 23 minutes it's a it's a quick show to watch and it's easy to watch and so far no real issues i'd say nothing that would make me say i don't like it yeah i hope that the next one is about i want to see more probably about college rock because i feel like that's going to be probably the most intriguing because i mean that's he was gonna be a football player it seems like that's where he wanted to be and to see how like that doesn't pan out and then hopefully that'll then transition to the him becoming a part of being a wrestler and everything that's what really that's what i feel like everyone wants to see yeah and then, like, i'm hoping especially cool, if yeah. they go back to younger rock like the youngest rock you want to see the wrestlers you want to see which we will probably see with like vince mcmahon and stuff that's what you want to see when it, when he goes very young yeah, so that's what that's what I'm hoping for at the very least to get some shit like that because like clearly like young uh, teenage rock is like his dad when he's suffering at like you know trying to hold on to the grass with being like in the limelight being a big wrestler young youngest rock he's actually is a big wrestler back then so that's the uh, times we get you know we'll get some other characters like it was very interesting I will say we did get a Ric Flair yes that, <laughs> that was that was weird we got a Ric Flair and we got a Rowdy Piper. I will say the guy looked like a Rowdy Piper, but the Ric Flair was just a little weird to me. Because <laughs> he did, he wasn't as built as Ric Flair. Yeah, but he was I did very see skinny Ric Flair. The guy did do uh, Ric Flair well. He got down his mannerisms because I saw him do that whole like, oh, when he just flops like a fish, like he did that pretty, <laughs> pretty good. I was trying to see if that was actually like a wrestler because it would just make sense to put I don't know someone. Yeah, I mean a lot of movies that always involve wrestlers like obviously the wrestler deals with actual wrestlers and they play different wrestling parts in shows and movies so that'd be cool but i don't think it was no but young rock episode two so far so good let's see what episode three is like (laughs) okay golden globes recap before we go into wandavision episode eight i'm not going to go over everything of course i want to mention just you know certain things that won which makes me wonder like how am I going to see it? Do I want to see it? Or, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, this one was the first one, obviously. Uh, Daniel Kal- Kaluuya? I don't really know how to pronounce his name. I'm Kal- bad at pronouncing names. 
you know, Greg will talk shit about me not knowing how to do this, but I will say, I didn't call this out on our episode, but this guy cannot say Dave Filoni or John Favreau, right? <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but that guy could not say it right. Hey, listen, uh, I know I'm not going to get in between your guys' whole little riff or whatever. I'll be impartial. But uh, yeah, I believe it's Daniel Kalua or something like that. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. He won uh, Best Supporting Actor for Judas and the Black Messiah. I do want to really yeah, watch I, that. That's the top of my list. Need to see that. That's it's honestly Ink Master is the reason I haven't. I'm too <laughs> invested in that right now, but I do need to watch that. I do really want to watch that. What's funny is he won the first award of the night. Obviously, this is. I'm surprised Zoom didn't help partner up or like say they were an official partner of this shit because they were I'm pretty sure doing this through Zoom. But the dude, like, he's trying to do his acceptance speech. And I don't know. I think he was muted and he didn't fucking know it. You know, like, <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. And then they're like, oh, it looks like he's having some connection issues. And then they <laughs> kind of play him off. And then he comes back. He realizes that I guess he figured out how to unmute himself. He's like, hey, hey, that's fucked. He didn't say that's fucked up. But he's like, hey, yo, yo, that's fucked up. Come on, come on. Give me back. He's about to do me dirty. <laughs> and then the, he got to do his little speech. But um, I do like him. He's pretty good. You know, he's from Get Out from black panther really good shit so i can't wait to watch this movie i never heard of this one i don't know have you heard of small axe john boyega you know uh finn from Mm. star wars he won best supporting actor in a television show for small axe i've never heard of it have you yeah all right well he can't (laughs) (laughs) but congratulations finn because he's he's finally out of something uh that he hates that he doesn't hate yeah um what else Best best actress for a musical comedy series Catherine o'hare i did not know because she wanted for shit's creek i did not know the mom from home alone was still doing things uh listen she is she deserves all the awards her portrayal of mora rose is she's she's probably the best part of that show and i'd say you've seen it oh yeah it's Ah, such a good show uh i'm glad that it it's it's finally getting the love that it deserves and that's also including me i watch it i feel like very actually early on in quarantine i think like middle last march and is and it just ended in october it's so good highly recommend it she's amazing literally everyone on the cast is so good so funny but she it's she's amazing so i'm, I'm glad she won yeah i'll have to add it on the list it's officially over right or is yeah, it still going it, it ended in uh October last year. Okay, so yeah, I have to give that. Uh, Soul won be- best uh, picture animated, aka Sal, <laughs> which that one was fucking hilarious. I mean, I don't Talk even know what else was nominated, but I highly doubt any of them could have held a candle to that movie. So, um, Mark Ruffalo won uh, best actor in a TV movie slash miniseries for I know this much is true. All I know about this show is that a lot of it was filmed in Poughkeepsie, and there's some uh, Maris kids involved in there that got some little cameos in there. So, so fuck one Marist. day we'll give it a try, just you know, to do that. Nah, but, fuck, fuck Maris. Yeah, but also fuck Maris. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to watch, I haven't gotten the chance to. Trials of Chicago Seven got best screenplay for motion picture. I know it has Sasha Baron Cohen. I know it has Newt Scamander from uh, <laughs> yes. from the you know the Fantastic Beast movies. That's all I really know about it. Um, but I've heard good things, so I know that'll be on my list at some point. Yeah, it was written. Uh, it won screenplay, right? Is that what? Yep. It, it was written by Aaron Sorkin, who's like a fucking god when it comes to screenplays. He wrote a 
social network. Like oh, he's he's so fucking it. like he's so good. That's why makes sense. Uh, they had this weird Keenan Thompson and Maya Rudolph moment. They're play, playing like French. I don't know critics or I don't know what the fuck they were. It was very fucking cringy. It was bad. I'm like, damn, Keenan Thompson had the mightier fallen. That's <laughs> like that was real rough to watch. I don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, I, honestly, like the biggest thing with the Globes, if Ricky Gervais ain't hosting, I, I, it's not really like worth it to like at least not just see like the winners and everything. He fucking his roasting is amazing. Is amazing. So like, all especially that, like. They brought him back a couple of times, and the dude is literally like, I don't know why you guys bring me here. I fucking hate this, and I don't like any of you guys. Basically, is his whole shtick. <laughs> the, like, the last three, he kept saying, this is the last one, this is the last one. He keeps coming back. He said, this is the last one last time, and I feel like he'll come back next year or two years from now. I mean, they're giving him a shit ton of money. He don't give a yeah, shit. <laughs> and he just, he's just making fun of people. Like, Yeah. They had Tina Fey and Amy Poehler doing it. Obviously, the great pairing. Um, they're all right. You know, it was very interesting. They did it. It was a simulcast. I think that's the best way to describe it. So Tina Fey was in the rainbow rainbow room in New York and Amy Poehler was all the way in Los Angeles. So I say for the most part, like it felt like they did a well job and not making it seem like, Oh wait, you gotta go. You gotta go. Like it did pretty well, but I don't know. It's just weird. And also I, I do commend them. So in the actual crowd, it wasn't like Hollywood actors and stuff. It was first responders, so that was dope. Nah, that's awesome. Um, well, so let me see. What else is there is worth mentioning? Yo, The Crown? That shit won so many awards. I don't know if I should watch it or not. I know it's obviously about Princess Diana and stuff. Maybe it'll be on my to-do list at some point, but The Crown fucking went off this, on the Golden Globes. So it's goddamn Brits. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis won Best Actor for Ted Lasso, and I love Jason Sudeikis because he had I don't give a fuck vibes on. He was literally wearing like yeah messed up hair. He had the Ted Lasso mustache. He was just wearing some random fucking hoodie, um, and his speech was god awful. And he fucking knew it. Don Cheadle also was like yo wrap it up, <laughs> and like it was laughing. But um, I've only really heard good things about Ted Lasso, which is like it's on Apple fucking TV, and like I don't have that. And at some point, I'm gonna either have to or you know, if anyone you know knows some ways to watch it, you know, I'm, I'm not saying wink. I don't condone it or do condone it, but you know, wink, wink. I don't know, but I I love Jason Sudeikis. He's part of Horrible Boss. Is one of my favorite movies of all time. So obviously, whatever he does, I can't, I can't hate it too much. So I hear Ted Lasso surprisingly really good. Yes, I hear it. Some so many people say it's like just so heartwarming and so like makes you feel good that. I very much want to watch this. And again, it's I'm just I'm happy for Jason Sudeikis because he deserves this, especially like his run on SNL and stuff after. And then also like personally, he's he just went through a divorce and everything. And now his ex-wife is apparently with Harry Styles. It seems pretty rough on him right now. So yeah, that glad. is right. I totally forgot that was his fucking wife. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad I'm glad he's getting. <laughs> He's staying strong. Damn, that that's really fucked up. Damn. <laughs> Damn, I like Jason C. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> like, Olivia Wilde is now with Harry Styles, possibly, and she was... It, it was a great pairing to have him with Jason Sudeikis. Like, random people... Like, for example, that was, like, when I found out they were together, that was random as hell for me. I'm like, good job for him. That's the same thing as that guy from SNL with Scarlett Johansson. What's his fucking name again? Ugh. <sighs> Conjos. No, no. Fuck him. 
<laughs> it's good for Jason Sudeikis, but fuck him because he like, he sucks. Like I, I still can't believe that. I actually, it's funny. I saw um, Straw Hat Goofy. He actually like did a quick review on um, Tom, on and, Tom Jerry. and Jerry movie, and he was like, "How is Colin Jost be the worst character in this?" <laughs> He's honestly, I think someone, I believe it was Ken Jack and LCB said he's just such like the plainest guy. Like he's just, he's literally like the perfect, just like white guy. Like just not like, it's just, he's so generic. And yet he's with Scarlett Johansson. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, Jason, still- like Livia Wilde, very hot. And everything, and but like Jason Zakis is so funny and like just so likable. Like it's it's good to it, see it that makes, it could work. You know, you see why it works. It's one of those pairings that yeah. you see could work. Kind of like another one that I was surprised about, but you know what? Good for him, and uh, he's a great Sasha Baron Cohen with it's uh, Elsa Fisher. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Ilsla Fisher, one of those. Mm-hmm. That was one I never saw coming until I looked that up like earlier this year or last year, technically. So I'm like, whoa! But yeah, fucking college Joe's. What the fuck? Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I know Greg probably hates the fuck out of that dude. <laughs> and it's not just because he's with Scar Charge, it's because it's like I again it's like Sasha Baron Cohen. I feel like he should get anyone because the guy's a fucking genius and amazing. Borat. Yeah. So big ups for him. One of the best parts of the Golden Globes. So yeah, I wasn't like expecting to watch the Golden Globes, but I had nothing to do for a bit. So I just put it on and I ended up watching it. Um like I said, the crown won a bunch. Um, best picture for foreign language came out of the United States. Uh, mean, 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 uh, Minori, Minori. Yes. I've heard, I, I looked it up. Um, cause I was following what Ken Jack and Jeff Lowe were putting up and they were saying that was one of the, like, I think Jeff Lowe said that was his favorite movie of 2020. Yes. So I'm going to have to give it a try at some point. I don't know where to watch it. I'm, I'm there's, thinking it might- there's like nothing right now that where it's available. Uh, it, it was probably one of the only theaters I joined. Oh man. Or did it only come? Did it come out earlier in the year? When did that come out? It, I don't know. I don't know when it came out, tw- but I don't think it, it was like released in theaters or anything like that. Well, I it looked really good. Like the the director when he was talking about it, like you know, it just it felt like I wanted to really watch it. And you know what? Like foreign language is something like I told myself like I just wanted to try and give more of a chance, especially after like. Kind of like what the director of Parasite said. Like once you like get over the language barrier, you'll figure out there's a lot of good like movies and television out there if you give it a chance. And it uh, also this I, movie comes out of oh it came out in January 26 of 2020. Um, it has Stephen uh, Young Yoon Yun. I like him from Walking Dead, and it's made by uh, A24. And I think a lot anything that comes out of A24 that I've watched is slapped. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I was going to say, I thought you were quoting uh, Bong Joon-ho when he said, I'm going to drink till next morning. Oh, that, that that's, too. <laughs> that's also a great quote. That's us next weekend. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Unfortunately, so, you know, like I said, The Crown was going crazy. They also won Best Series for Drama, which had the same place where Mandalorian was uh, offered on there. But Mandalorian got robbed. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I mean... I saw it was, uh, Robbie Fox and Barstool said is uh, this is, that Mandalorian should have won because there was absolutely no Grogu. They had a hundred percent less no, Grogu. Less, in it. Yes, less Grogu than it. I'm like that. that it's, it's very true. Like I feel like Grogu should get you something. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you don't have, oh yeah, this is amazing. Like honestly, 
Game of Thrones is going down even less because you know, did it have Grogu? No. Did it think of that? No. So no. If if any TV show where you just think you could have had Grogu, you could have had something like that, and you didn't, you fucked up. Exactly. That's how good Mandalorian is. Oh, God, I can't wait. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, uh, best supporting actress went to Jodie Foster. I totally forgot she does shit. You know, she uh, good. In this good movie. for her. She she's still. <laughs> Racking up awards, even though I had no she, idea. She, yeah, again, I didn't know she was doing shit either. <laughs> even in her acceptance speech, she was like, "Wait a second, like, are you sure you guys are right? Like this, I, like I am pretty sure. Like, like she was even surprised. She was like, yeah, like I, I'm surprised I'm still doing stuff in my like, like part of my career, you know. So, I mean, that was props to her. It was nice to see her. Um, I one of her best roles, obviously, was uh, Silence of the Lambs and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great to see that she's still doing things. Jamie Lee Curtis was the one that introduced her. And I'm not going to go into details, but Jesus Christ, Jamie Lee Curtis looks really good for this fucking age. And so does Jodie Foster, actually. But I'm going to just, that's what I'm going to say. Keep it in your pants, guy. (laughs) Queen's Gambit won Best Actress for uh, TV movie slash miniseries. What's her name? Uh, Anya Taylor uh, Joy. Never seen the Queen's Gambit. It's a movie about chess or a show about chess. So. I don't know. It's it was it's like it was like the biggest thing in Netflix last year, so it just makes sense. And apparently, she killed the role. So, do you think you'll give it a try? I'll definitely give it a try because I just heard oh, it's go. still good. Um, this one, this was uh, definitely I almost like I was holding back tears from listening to this one. So Chadwick, I know, I know what you're talking about. God. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman won Best Actor in a Drama for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And they had his wife accept on his behalf. And at first, for a second, I didn't think they were going to, uh, like, just have her on the screen. But they had her. She looked great. And she was an emotional wreck. Like, you know, she kept on saying, like, he would thank, you know, God and Jesus Christ. And he would do this and he would do that. And, like, she was so emotional that, like, I, like, it was really hard to watch. Because, like, in the sense of, like, I just felt all the emotions. I felt so sad for her. And you know what? And, like. I kind of, like, wish they did some type of, like, you know, like, I feel like don't award shows typically talk about the people we've lost in the year and stuff like that. Maybe they didn't want to because of COVID, probably. Like, yeah. it's like they wanted to try and do that type of thing where they get people away from thinking about that. You know, I forgot, escapism. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they wanted to do. But, like, I kind of also, like, I don't know, just Chadwick Boseman was so out of nowhere. I kind of wish they did a little thing for him. But the fact that his wife got to speak on his behalf was, like, that was, like, oh. It, it pulled at the fucking strings, you know? No, that was absolutely amazing. You saw it? Yeah, what she did. Such a great speech. So, so just courageous just to do, just to be able to get through that. Like, she could have easily just said, thanked, but like, the generic kind of speech of just thanking everyone that was a part of it or whatever. Chadwick would have, like, loved all this and everything, but, like, she just went, put all of her heart and soul into it, and it was just a great tribute to him and you could just see how much and like you could also when she was saying you saw the like viola davis looked like she was about to like burst out crying how emotional that was and everything all you could see it in every like nominee's eyes and i'm just i'm just glad he got it because the the man he he deserved more praise than he got because unfortunately he's no longer with us and yeah, just, like it's it's great for him to got that. 
one of the last two things I've we've seen of him that came out, the Five Bloods and you know, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Like he did amazing in both of them. I will say I, I'm gonna have to go with Black Bottom was way better. Obviously it won. Like, you know, he won the award for that. But like his performance in that was just so fucking good and like I'm happy he won it. Like he fucking deserved it and you know, it's just it's such a major loss still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, and what you said with the whole I'm trying to think Golden Globes must do like an in memoriam type thing, but yeah, it would just I feel like right now it it just wouldn't feel right. Because especially there's so many people that like I feel like we've lost this past year. Yeah. Not even just COVID really, but it I don't know, it just wouldn't feel right. Especially with like the whole Zoom thing and everything. Yeah. I don't know how. So that's why I felt like they did like that. They probably didn't do it because of COVID and also like escapism. Maybe the Oscars might, but I don't know. Also, this is the Oscars. When does that happen? Like April? I, I don't know. And also, I just feel like even with like this was such a great way to like give him a tribute. Like yeah. we didn't need it more. And like this was perfect. So yeah. Um, Jody Foster. I mean Jane Foster. <laughs> I mean Jane. Jane, Jane Fonda. Fonda. Mm. Jane Fonda. You know, it's funny. I felt like fucked up because I like obviously have heard of Jane Fonda, but you know, I didn't. She won the that uh, that one award. I don't remember the name of it right now, but um, I didn't know how powerful she meant for Hollywood. Obviously, she's still alive, and not only was she like big for Hollywood, but she's an activist. She stands mm-hmm. out for you know human rights, and she was there for the civil rights movement and stuff like that. Like that was real big, and I never knew knew that. So it was cool to learn about Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. That was something I did not know too much about, and. It's cool to see her get this respect and acknowledgement. Also, the same guy, um, I don't know his name by the top of my head, but he won the, shit, I don't even remember the name of the award either. But he's been a big producer in a lot of sitcoms and just television shows from like very early like to the Jeffersons to like shit to now. Um, I forget what his name is, but he won this award that was huge. Uh, God, I'm like drawing a blank. Uh, and I wish I'm looking at the lights, camera, barstool thing for all of it. I wish they had the <laughs> things that they won, you know. But um, they only worried about the actual movies. Uh, I'm drawing. Oh, Norman Lear got the Carol Burnett Award. I've obviously heard of Carol Burnett, especially her show that was like meant a lot for people. Especially like she really helped a lot of comedy, especially also for women. But uh, he won this award for like just because he was very the best way you could describe it was a woke producer like he was touching pushing barriers not only like you know like in just different areas but like especially in like black culture i mean he got to be a producer in the jeffersons and meant a lot and all these other shows and he like was touching conversations people didn't want to talk about like you know black people suffering or you know not being able to get the same opportunities a white person he also talked about like trans people and stuff like that so that was pretty cool that he got the respect and i believe they said he's 98 years old so and he's still working to this day so good for that guy that's awesome that's a hell of a career unfortunately i haven't heard of him uh until now but that's a hell of a career and i'm glad he got the award i knew i've known of jane fonda and how she was a big activist especially during i believe it was the vietnam war she was like very much like against and everything she would she was a big proponent of and like also with like civil rights and everything yeah. just being a big activist and i feel like an activist still to this day so she deserves uh the award for just what she's done throughout her career on exactly. and off screen 
and it's been a long career and honestly mm-hmm. like after seeing the little thing they did it was a really good package like video package and i'll definitely check out some of jane fonda's stuff uh best director in a movie went to chloe Zhao. Zhao, mm-hmm. i believe is how you pronounce it for no man land didn't hear about no man land honestly until the <laughs> until the uh golden Globes. so it's something i'll give a try i know the woman who was like kind of like the lead in that she was uh also nominated for best actress but um I forgot what movie she was a part of beforehand that was big in her career. Frances McDormand, I believe she was in uh, Three Billboards Outside I mean, Missouri. Yeah. I think that was the movie she was she like broke out in. Yep. Uh, I've heard like Nomad Man, Nomad Land's like one of the best movies of last year, obviously. And the big thing with Chloe Zhao winning, she's she directed Eternals. Yeah, so, so that's, that's uh, really good. That that just that's very big. And again, another win for Marvel, really. Yeah, another W. Keep on going. <laughs> so I'm very now excited, even more excited for that. Yeah, she won. She's the first female to win Best Director since Barbara Streisand in 1984, which is just wild. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see that. Um, and Borat, you know, took away Best Picture, Musical Comedy, Borat Subsequent Movie Film, and Sacha Baron Cohen won Best Actor for a Musical Comedy. And it was just funny, like, to see, like, you know, James Gordon was also nominated for the same fucking role from that movie Prom, which I've only heard, like, no one liked. Yeah. But for some reason, that was nominated for awards, and that Sia movie, which was mm, very mm, controversial, mm. was nominated for awards. And I was like, what? Uh... I only saw the tra- uh, the trailer for really both of those movies, and the prom looked like a like this kind of stereotypical type of like musical and everything, but like not the fun kind really. Yeah. And uh, Sing looked like it was a rough watch, and I don't know how. That's why like everyone always shits on the Globes because there's certain things that like, how did this get nominated? Like. Like, I still can't, I think we talked about this, like, and I've seen people mention it, I'm like, Hamilton shouldn't have been nominated for an award there, you know? Hamilton, great production, great, deserves all the Broadway awards it can get, and thank God it was put on to Disney+, Plus because I would have never fucking saw it, but that's not a fucking movie, so yeah. it didn't deserve to be in the same category as, like, you know, he got, Lynn Miranda also got nominated along with, like, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen. And also, I didn't know Andy Samberg got thrown in the mix too, so that was pretty cool for Palm Springs. No, I was like, Sasha Baron Cohen definitely deserved it for what he did, but I'm glad someone like Andy Samberg got a little bit of shine because he yeah. he was very good in Palm Springs. So he he, I feel bad for Andy Samberg. He doesn't have a good damn face like a like you know he, he has a too noticeable like shit i didn't win face like he looks so sad and like his clapping was like a weird like slow clap that like you just could tell like part of him like was kind of like crying on the inside that he didn't win and, and james gordon also looked like he was like gonna cry the entire night too there was this one director i forgot for what movie he did but every time he didn't fucking win you see him like take a fucking shot yes i saw that ball. Um, but what I loved about Sasha Baron Cohen, so he spoke on behalf of Borat when they won Best Movie. So he was like, you know, I want to thank uh, the white, the white Hollywood, uh, like his movie press or whatever the fuck it's called. You want to thank that? Or when he won Best uh, Actor, he was like, oh, I just heard Donald Trump is uh is saying that uh, this was a count, the count was wrong, and that all dead people voted too and stuff like that. Like you know, he was just doing like Sasha Baron Cohen stuff and. 
You know, that's the one biggest thing that people don't realize about Borat is Sasha Baron Cohen is fucking woke as shit. You know, <laughs> like, it's the best way to describe it. He, these movies, while they seem retarded as fuck, there is a deeper meaning behind them, behind this genius that is Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, this mm-hmm. dude is brilliant. And I'll always go back, and I, I definitely mentioned probably, like, third week in the pod, that one speech he did at some college or some talk. Like, that was brilliant of the best way he described it. And he was talking about, like, hey, I wanted this movie to come out before the election happened just so you could showcase the whole thing. Well, he also thanked Rudy Giuliani so much. It was fucking great. It's like, you know, one zip would have meant so much. You know, he like made up these fake movie titles that he was a part of and shit that involved like him farting, him with the spray tan. Like, Sasha Baron Cohen is fucking genius. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say, but he's just so good at what he does. And uh, I don't know. I, I think he might have won a Golden Globe for the first Borat, or I believe he was at least nominated. So I'm glad he's still getting shined for the second one. Yeah, I'm happy that he did. Um, and then to go on, uh, Andrea Day. Uh, never heard of her, and I also never heard of this movie, United States versus Billie Holiday, won Best Actress in a Movie or Drama. Have you heard of this? Uh, no, I, I just heard that it was a like, pretty big upset. Uh, no one thought she was gonna win yeah like she was very shocked too and you know it's funny i noticed in the background I, he's in the movie i did, i just i never heard of this movie it's on hulu I had chris from everybody hates chris in the background <laughs> so that was just cool to see uh joaquin phoenix was uh the one who came out to nominate uh, for the nomination of best picture and the dude's in a sweater wearing a button-up shirt and a pair like in a tie and he did not look interested at all to be there he didn't say anything nice or anything he just like and the nominees for best picture are and then and then he just said afterwards like andrea day oh yeah it was for the best actress and he was like andrea day and that was it (laughs) like he was done (laughs) like you didn't give a fuck and then no man land was one best picture so at the very least there's like stuff that i saw on that the golden globes had that i'm interested to see you know queen's gambit possibly you know definitely no man's land because if it won best picture no, i want to no mad try. land no mad land fuck you <laughs> um then some other stuff like the thing jody foster was in and you know i don't know there's there's stuff on here i definitely still if people haven't already please go watch ma rainey's black bottom it's too damn good <laughs> Now we finally get to talk about the part that probably everyone has already rushed already to listen to and didn't listen to the rest of the pod, but WandaVision Episode 8. Interesting. I I feel like that's one of my most popular words that I use, especially within this podcast in general. Interesting. You know, will I say it's my favorite episode of them all? No. But it did a lot. It, It provided a lot of storytelling that needed to be done, you know, explained a lot of what happened to Wanda and it, it really like retconned and brought a lot of things into the light that you know, helps people understand more of what's been going on. Uh, you know, to see it be the second to last episode, possibly because Marvel's out here saying, Oh yeah, two episodes left. Go watch episode eight. Now. Like, what do you mean two episodes left? Like that's literally on their Twitter and Instagram, I think still as of right now. So I'm like, are they counting? Are they saying we are getting the secret 10th episode so, so-called? so Or are they talking about the assembled thing? But that I've, doesn't make sense. I finally saw, because you mentioned that, they're, they're including the 8th episode. 
that's ridiculous. Why don't you just say one more episode? Because if you say one more episode and said now this is streaming, it kind of sounds like this last this episode's the last one. So this is weird. I don't know. Because also, if it was a mess up, if it was messed up, they still wouldn't have it on the Twitter, Instagram. They definitely would have taken it down. I don't know. Everyone in the comments were as confused as I were, so I just don't know. But clearly, like it probably doesn't mean there is a secret one. Like, why would they if there was? But I wonder how also has there been shows that have done that? Hmm. No, I I don't think there's any been shows, and I I just also I don't understand the whole like. Even if there is, like, it's going to be like, oh, shit, there's a secret episode. But, like, why didn't you just tell us <laughs> that there was... Te- yeah, that's like, the other part of it that's, just, like, confusing. Like, why wouldn't they just tell us, you know? This is, like, that's... I know that was a big thing in Game of Thrones. Like, that kind of made sense because it was the finale of a big show. But at the same time, it's like, why didn't they just say that there was this many episodes? Uh, Too bad they didn't. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> Too bad Game of Thrones didn't. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Even if there was another episode after the finale, what? Unless it was like we said, psych, and did the actual thing. With the, <laughs> the, the Flash comes out, turns out, yo, I'm gonna fix the timeline. He changes it all and shit. Yeah. So, but I, I think this was still a very good episode. I'm just a little. I, it didn't give me. I, I, second to last episode vibes because i feel like it didn't kind of it there's still so much i feel like they have to wrap up in this last episode but that they didn't there's like especially one thing like they showed the whole mid-cred scene the week prior with pietro and mark rambo and like none of that was addressed this episode so it was kind of confusing why they even did that in the episode before uh this last one like, I, yeah, I I feel like that could have been a mid credit scene for this le- for episode eight, but I yeah. mean the one we got was amazing. But I just I I feel like you know still good episode you know, but it just I naturally have learned to develop a hype for this show not only because the show is really good, but because every episode they give you something to look forward to and bring out. But I just feel like in this one there wasn't enough of a hype to lead into the next episode. Like mind you like white vision, you know, big thing, uh, you know, like just in general, this episode meant a lot, but like, it just didn't give me that same level of hypeness I've had leading into every episode, uh, but still overall good. And it's like, God, I'm going to be very sad to know that we're coming up to our last episode of the season. And at this point right now, we don't know, any if this show will have like is it just will it be considered only a mini series and that's it i've heard that loki apparently is confirmed for a season two but nothing else has been talked about so i i feel like also part of that is because like you know what would you do and all of that but um you know it's been great for what it has been and i'm really sad to see it go but this next episode afterwards episode nine is going to be fucking huge apparently it'll have like a 47 minute runtime i think or something yeah, like that so- something around there uh yeah i think it's more just like selfishly kind of i just want what i've also had i feel like a lot of during this entire series is i want questions to be answered i want more i want like what especially one thing that we didn't get at all this episode i want jimmy woo there was no woo there uh i also feel like thing i thought of i'm 
want to be want to create something like called like the Jimmy Wu Tang Clan. Like I feel like that could be are like. You, are you the leader of the? Fan I, I feel club? like that'd be like a perfect like T-shirt. I feel like for because I mean everyone fucking loves him, so I think we need <laughs> big, and of course also MC Wu. That too, but I. But just going through everything in this episode, it was a big thing. Was like it was just so emotional, especially just seeing what Wand has gone through, it, and especially the things like we kind we've heard about but never seen the whole Sokovian like part of the episode that was just awesome to like, we've of course heard it in Ultron, but to see it actually played out. And even though you, you knew what was going to happen when it was there, it was still just so fucking crazy. And uh, I'm glad we got to see it. Yeah. Um, It was really, really, really cool to see, um, you know, Wanda and Pietro, Pietro, uh, Pietro but the real Pietro, um, back when they're children. And this is when we finally get to see the actual scene that happens that their parent, their parents die in, you know, we get to actually see like all of this is coming from her love of sitcoms. Like, you know, the reality is like, it's shaped off of her love of sitcoms and, you know, it was something her dad and, her, you know, their family came together for, which was cute. Um, you know, it's funny that they're worried about, like, you know, watching sitcoms instead of getting the fuck out of Sokovia. But, yeah. you know, very, very interesting. Um, and one of the biggest things that they retcon is her powers don't only just come out of the Mind Stone. She clearly had powers in her because she does what they call a probability hex, which is why the Stark fucking bomb doesn't just blast off when they land on them and also we see that blinking red light which clearly links back to the toaster that we saw so this retcons that which also means like she's like a fucking mutant that's that's the big thing like is mute like that and there's still no answer to aka fietro fake pietro that that's now his name there's no answer of where he's come from you know, there's no, like, we still can't really tell if he's MCU, I mean, coming from, like, Fox, or is he just, like, somebody they decide to pick? Like, you know, is like, there's no real answer to why, because at the end of the day, it could literally be, like, they just casted him to be the role. Or, you know, uh, what's it called? Maybe he was, like, an actor before or something, they just used him, you know, mm-hmm. like, in the story, quote-unquote. Like, there's no real answer to who this guy is, which still leads it very open to, like, what the hell is going on with the X-Men universe in here. And also, then it makes me question what's going to happen with this cameo at the end. Like, will it be, like, Magneto or something? Or will it not be? Because now, like, it leaves that question of, like, is X-Men universe coming into it, like, unanswered in a way? Yeah, uh, I feel like it's now, there, at least with this whole thing where... She didn't get it from the stone. Like those just really enhanced her powers. Is there that like, do people have the mutant gene and is certain things like, I don't know, Wanda going fucking crazy. Is that going to wake these dormant uh, mutant genes up and create the X-Men or will we somehow pull them out from different universes and everything and have the Ian McClellan or, uh, Michael Fassbender, Magneto, or the, uh, was it Patrick Stewart or James McAvoy, uh, Charles Xavier, 
who knows? And I, I just, I don't know if they'll even answer that because I feel like that's a lot to answer just in that, in this last episode. Uh, and again, like, will we finally learn who's the aerospace engineer in the next episode? Maybe, maybe not. Because again, it's still just one, probably like 45 minute ish episode. I'm going to say it's too, at this point, I feel like maybe it's too late to be like, it is Reed Richard. Because that's a lot to unpack on the last episode. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's why I... I'm still leaning that this one theory that people are saying it's like a scroll, Like the little girl that was a friend of hers was when in Captain Marvel. That could be an easy answer, I feel. Uh, I don't want that to be the answer. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a pretty lame answer if I'm being honest. And I'm not saying it has to be Reed Richards. You don't have to answer it now, but if you answer it like that, fuck you. Because especially they get <laughs> it's just they gave those too many hints with the fours and everything, and that the sword uniform kind of looks like Fantastic Four type uniform. You don't tease us that much and then just punch us in the fucking dick, really. No, I think that's what they're gonna do. <laughs> I just. Uh, I don't think they're going to, uh, if if there's a likelihood of anything, I feel there's more of a chance because of what we got X-Men than Fantastic Four right now. Who knows? We might be, it could be none of them. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what they'll do, but just go more on this episode. Uh, I, like way in the beginning, wasn't a huge fan of the whole witches thing in the very beginning because... Also, I, I just the Salem witch trials just don't do it really for me. But I did like <laughs> seeing that, like how Agatha kind of became herself, and that she still fucking killed that whole entire scene. But the rest of the witches, like, yeah, who cares? I, I don't really care about that type of shit. <laughs> I, I could have done guy. with I could have done it without it because, like, we get that Agatha is a bad fucking bitch. Like that just what showed that showed pretty much that, like, yeah, well, we knew this she bad bitch i'm gonna be on the other side it's good that we see this because this clearly just answers why you know well we still don't understand why she's evil per se but we could see like she develops some dark magic that's a little bit too bad and you know the other witches don't like it so at least that answers that you know i'll say it helps answer who more of agatha at the very least and we also know this bitch is old as shit 1683 i think that said so that's a long fucking time mm-hmm um, and that's also answers the yo magic thing that was going on because that's basically what that was. You know, she's sucking out their powers because that's basically what she ended up doing with the same way of the yo magic where, you know, kind of like the shark, I guess, was sucking up his powers because he never fucking opened up the little gogurt. Uh, that's basically what that kind of answered back, which was weird that they gave it to us then. And now we finally get that answered. That's what mm. I'm going to say it is because that's basically what it was. When you look back at it. Um, interesting. One of the biggest fucking things. Hayward is the worst person in the, in the fucking world. Like, we already had a feeling this dude sucked, but he's out here lying on Wanda's name saying she took the vision. Now, nah, motherfucker, you had the vision in there the entire time. You were getting ready. You were just hoping that Wanda was going to turn this guy back to life in general because you want to make it easier on yourself. Because you've been trying to bring him back to life. And here we learn that when Wanda created this entire fucking universe, which she still kind of doesn't understand how she did in a way, because like she just kind of exploded 
with her emotions, which then also helped create vision. But this vision is something she created. It's not the vision we know. It's a vision. But that white that white vision that ends up being at the mid credit scene that's that's the original vision now changed up a lot, and that's just crazy to see that. So there's always this under there's this story that what the fuck is Hayward doing? It leads questions like is Hayward some type of fucker who like you know just wants to be like creating the world's greatest weapon, kind of like in a way Tony Stark wanted to try and do in a weird way. At the same time, like people there's rumors like is he somehow connected to ultron in a way because this could easily bring back ultron there's a lot of ultron in vision still and there's no fucking way this guy ultron didn't find a way to back himself up in any form of capacity so he'll be back at some point it looks like even more the way they keep running shit with vision but that was that was one of the biggest takeaways besides like wanda's powers were already there before the mind stone that i got out of it yeah, I mean the whole like it's it's pretty much just being lean to this moment that everyone knew fucking Hayward, fuck this guy, and then it's just bigger like this guy just fucking sucks. And I saw another like theory people saying possibly he could be a scroll, but a bad scroll. Uh, I don't know because I know they're gonna try to incorporate I think that whole like secret invasion angle sometime in the mcu so i don't know hey, it's, yeah it's a show they got worked up yeah so i don't know if he'll somehow be involved uh if that's like he's they're gonna try to tie that but honestly the more likely is he's just a one of all of these government dickheads they're like fuck the superheroes blah, blah 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 we we control we have all the weapons and everything and just wants to just get rid of them or Maybe there's a deeper meaning because, like, he obviously does not like like Wanda, does not like superhero type. And maybe it's because of the snap, or maybe kind of like a Zemo effect where they've hurt him personally, and like that's what dri- drives him. Because that's like the only kind of justification to just shit on superheroes. Really, is if they've hurt you personally, yeah. kind of like a Zemo, kind of like a Vulture type, where it's like, uh you you fucked with me i'm gonna fuck with you type deal but if you're just like some assholes like no i just want to create a i don't like you and i'll create this whole weapon and also like i like how it was like convenient that in just a few weeks after it looked like all of his body was just they were just playing with it really in the sword facility and then they boom created the white vision just like that because yeah, they've the way also they had, had it all together. It looked like they were just they were gonna like you know use them for scraps at that point. Yeah, the way exactly. They ripped them apart. But I guess maybe they were again trying to mess with her because this sounds like they've tried to do it and they failed. But they finally had the whole power source from the missile that she uh, crushed and everything. So uh, I don't. I, I just. I hope. I hope, this, also... I hope this guy just gets something to him. I hope they also explain why the fuck is he white? <laughs> How the fuck did they like? I understand he kind of went gray, but why is he white now? What is that? <laughs> like, I know that's literally something from the comics because that's kind of like they brought back Vision, but a lot of his like, I guess I don't know what's the best way to wrap it up because I never read this comic, but like his emotion, and, like not all of Vision was really there when they brought him back, so that's very confusing. 
It's like, how the fuck is he white? You know, they whitewash vision. <laughs> like, what the hell? I don't know. It's it looks weird, but it also kind of looked like I have a feeling he's gonna probably seem really badass. And then I know people are like speculating. Thus, it would be funny if it was James Spader's voice, Ultron, that like pops up out of nowhere. Oh, I would love that if that's his voice. Um, there's two things. So I expect at some point. I don't know if in this episode, or maybe it might be in this episode, or some point. Maybe the vision that Wanda created will then somehow, because since he clearly doesn't exist outside of the void of the little hex, maybe they'll find a way to get him in the actual vision's body. So then vision could have a body again. And then I also, I saw this one thing, this one theory that uh, they came up with on Mr. Sunday movies that I thought was pretty interesting. So clearly the big cameo is still is we're going to finally see what it is on this next episode. They were speculating, what if this entire time it's been a whole fucking, like, you know, like a whole big uh, misdirect that's been going on, you know? What if Paul Bentley's like, yo, I've been waiting to work with this actor my entire life. Like, this is one of the best achievements. We have the best chemistry. What if he literally meant himself? What if this is the cameo he's talking about? It's literally because he's going to be playing him and he's probably going to be playing White Vision. So what if that's the case? Which, wouldn't that be the biggest, like, fuck you, we've been receiving this entire show. If, you know, everyone's saying, like I said, yo, what if it's Wolverine? And people yeah. are saying, what if it's Magneto? What if it's this? And it turns out Paul Bentley just said this shit, and he's been playing with us the entire time. That that would be really fucked up. That I mean, it's just also <laughs> funny. That a little bit. This this whole stemmed from just the lights, camera, barstool interview. So I, I I don't see why he would do that and just like fuck with, like just really them. And he has then a I know sick it's sick sense of humor. I. I it is very funny if he was to do that but also at the same time what it looked like when he was they put out the video of when he says that when he's like leading up to talking about that he turns to someone and apparently i think a pr person said like don't spoil like said don't spoil anything or anything it's just like don't like because i have a feeling with every fucking disney interview they're just like don't don't fucking say shit don't like there's someone in the corner like they you, definitely train them now. I feel like they have to train them to say something and they need someone in the background because like kind of like in, you know, we're seeing in young rock where his PR person's like, Hey, maybe yeah. we shouldn't be talking about that. He's like, nah, I will. So yeah, that's probably, I could see that. But uh, that would, <laughs> that would be very funny. And honestly, I would kind of like that because it would make a lot of people upset. And yeah. that's, that's just funny. <laughs> I'd cry a little bit, but you know what? I accept it, you know, because like there's still so much in this next episode to be unpacked. And I'm very interested to see where it goes out. It still came out of the next episode. And it's like them, like the two kids, Wanda and Vision, they're all together. And they're kind of like in like battle formation in a way. Like, we are like Shane Kenny on. Yeah. (laughs) 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 The guy from Orgasmo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the big cameo they've been talking about the one dude from orgasmo that's a, a, a interesting movie if i could use that word again if people have ever seen never seen it go check it out um i i'm also thinking there is a chance what if because obviously vision can't really survive it looks like outside of the hex what if vision dies again 
And what if people are saying, what if Wanda has to kill him again? That, because I know it's supposed to be like this last episode is supposed to be very like tough at like, it's a going to be a kind of a sad ending. That would be pretty fucked up again this man because now it's even worse now because now we're invested in him and like we i fucking love vision now i love what paul bettany is doing and if they just kill him again very sad i mean yeah it would be the the thing the the part about that is for sure if he were to die again i'm like i already feel like this is the direction it's going anyway but if he were to die it only makes more fucking sense on why wanda will never like well, well, not never, but we'll have to go to the dark side. Yeah, no, that—that's like, exa- like what that I'll That'll break her. That'll. She's already broken, but that will like rip her apart even more. That you know that could break her, or if something like now with uh, the twins, if like something happens to them. A lot of people are also speculating that the twins aren't real because the twins might not exist out of it. Because like you know, kind of like Monica trying to say, oh no, like yo, know, they're real. But basically, Wanda makes reality whatever the fuck she wants it to be. Yeah. So in the comic books, the kids are actually a, a part, like they're the first time they're introduced, are like a part of Mephisto. Because Mephisto's truly mm-hmm. trying to get back, you know, he's trying to become a person again or whatever the hell he is. Those are like pieces of Mephisto and kind of like people lead back to like, you know, Fietro. Uh, he's like, oh, my demon spawn, go yes. get him or something. So like, you know, maybe there actually are, and they never really exist to begin with. Because sometimes they exist, sometimes they don't. No, so. I, I, I honestly, I don't care if if the kids are fake. I, I, I don't, I don't care that much about these kids. You know, <laughs> I care more about I, if it's the vision, if it's vision or the kids. Fuck them, kids. I want <laughs> vision because, like, I, more than likely, they do seem like they're fake. Because. They they just fucking came out of nowhere and they were the they were changing ages. Yeah, who would have, how the fuck do you have that much power? You could do that, you know? Because so, uh, like I have a feeling like Agatha was some. I feel like she was involved in that somehow. Oh, I mean, it has to it be was Agatha like, all along. Am I right? So, and part of it, if people are saying because like the kids in a way, part of what helps Mephisto is like they're sucking away power from her. So that's kind of what Mephisto would probably need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he probably needs to drain some power out of her to help her, or possibly like Agatha needs some power to maybe drown, get out of her to probably put into her rabbit. Cause we also see clearly that rabbit's not just a fucking rabbit. It ate a damn bird. Yeah, <laughs> it ate a, 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 like a mutated type shit bird that she made out of a fucking fly. So people are still saying, what if the, Rabbit is Senior Scratch. Uh, I mean, Senior Scratch. What if he's Nicholas Scratch, aka her son? There's the idea that he's possibly Ralph, which could yeah. possibly be aka Mephisto. And then you know, there's apparently this term, uh, Old Scratch or something. Scratch is also a term for the devil. So Mephisto. But, I mean, all signs. Everyone's are, still. For it. That's right. All signs are pointing to this guy. Uh, I I'd be hyped to see him especially if it's like a big actor which you know could then be the paul bettany you like someone he's wanting to work with but like honestly if there's no mephisto at least now i wouldn't mind agatha just being a bad bitch for i hope she uh, what i really hope is that she doesn't like get killed or whatever this is the end of her story Me too. and marvel I, likes to kill people i hope they don't kill her <laughs> I, I i feel like she needs to continue 
in some way. She's just so fucking good. Yeah. I she she was awesome. Um, it was funny. I saw this. Cause, uh, I don't know if you've, you've, you have TikTok. Have you seen this trend going on where it's people like, oh, you so say you want to see this? And then this music gets yeah, crazy. He's like, get... oh, so why don't you do that? So you see, did you see the one of Norm? Yes. He was like, oh, so you want mm-hmm. me to tell you what happens? Who's at the spoilers for the last episode mm-hmm. of like WandaVision? He's like, what? You want me to lose my job? Like, what's wrong with you? What's funny is Bardock, he actually comment. He got 40 likes on this. Like, no, not 40 likes. 40,000 likes on this comment under Norm's thing. He's like, just say you're Mephisto already. <laughs> like, wouldn't no, it be funny if, like, Norm no was? And Norm is... Mephisto, somehow. I, I mean... Eh. <laughs> Sounds funny, like but Norm. if that's actually... like, Yeah, hey, hey, you know, um, Paul Vision ba- always felt sus about him. He's like, oh, Norm's a communist. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> Communism, red, red Mephisto, de- devil, devil but... red, no boom, we figured it out. Oh, all right. He's he's Mephisto. Even if he doesn't say it, we know what's really happening. And what I also uh I kind of enjoyed that they went back to uh, uh Avengers campus seeing going back really to seeing vision as like nerdy sweater wearing vision. Like, it was yeah. nice to see like that. This fucking guy. <laughs> you know, the guy that paralyzed Rody, Ro- that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and like and he just seemed like such a little like pussy when he had to like go sit next to Wanda. And he was like so confused. Because especially of course he goes through the wall like a fucking weirdo. And then I kinda like how that's she's like, Oh, what are you doing? And how it kinda ties back to Civil War when he was like she sensed him through the, he's like, you don't need to, you can come in vision. You don't need to like be a fucking creep. Like, we all oh, know you're touching yourself through the, the walls, guy. Come oh, on. No, in. No, you no, know you no, want I'm me. Definitely not. I'm definitely not. <laughs> Give me a few minutes. Wait, wait, wait. You gotta go to the bathroom. I do like his whole, like kind of looking at this and like, how is this? Oh, you're laughing at this man for being seriously harmed. Like seriously injured. It's like, nah, nah, it's fine. He's, he, this guy's all right. It's just, it's just Heisenberg, you know, stuff falling on him. Great to see Brian Cranston yes. in the MCU. <laughs> that, that's honest. That's the biggest thing. See, <laughs> watching Malcolm Hill and seeing fucking Brian Cranston, uh, uh, very much enjoyed that. And then there was, you know, you find like this also. I was always like, you saw it really in Civil War, where it was like, nat- like they're kind of naturally like coming together and like. But like you could see in this scene, like this is where it formed their like relationship, which was honestly very nice. Like I, that's why I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed what they did, like looking back and seeing all the stuff from the Sokovian scene to this, uh, and then also see like going back and seeing her, pretty much seeing Vision dead in the sword laboratory. It's just again, I want more things answered, so that's why. But oh, I. I I did like the whole like emotional scene between them and you saw why they are like very good together. And like you saw the seeds pretty much. Yeah. I kind of wish like in a weird way, like if they could have like done this episode before the one we just got last week, maybe it would have felt just more excitement going into the ninth in the last episode. I mean, there's still excitement. It's just at the same time, as I said earlier in the review, like it's not the same as it's been hyped all along, but this was like a nice, I guess, way to cool it down before shit goes crazy in the next episode. Cause there's a, still a lot we got to see, you know, 
Monica clearly has powers mm-hmm. of some sort. What? Fietro, we get to see this dude. We have to see this dude. We need to see what's going on there. This big old cameo, possibly, that may or may not either be Mephisto or somebody else. Maybe possibly even get Doctor Strange in this, because we all know Doctor Strange has some involvement. Because clearly we learned that Wanda's powers are, like, it's pure. It's cha- it's chaos magic is what they call So it's a form of magic. Clearly his ears got to be fucking mm. ringing with all the sound, all this magic that's going on. So we know this will directly tie into... Wanda, uh, WandaVision will directly tie into at least Doctor Strange and possibly also Spider-Man. So there's a lot to unpack in this next next episode, which would make you kind of wish like it was a little bit longer than just 47 minutes. Like a nice hour 30 would be dope. But, you know, I know I'm going to be happy with whatever we get, but it's, there's going to be some big shit happening. Yeah. If I if there was someone like if I'm playing like a bet who's going to be this cameo, who's it's Doctor Strange because it also would just make so much sense, like you were saying. This shit has to do with magic. He's the magic guy. Like how how has he pretty much not been here yet? Like he's got he's the one guarding all the the realms and everything. Like he he's the what, sorcerer supreme. He should be on top of this shit by now. Uh, so it, and then I guess it would then just makes sense that this leads into the multiverse of madness which yeah. it's it, and it's all again like hinting that scarlet which is going to be the bad guy in that so that uh, she's already the baddie now will she be the bad guy yeah, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but um yeah let's see let's see it's it's uh, one more fucking episode no, I, I can't believe it's it it's monday we got to get through this whole fucking week. Oh, wait. oh yeah. I was going to say, like, we're going to say, actually, we're all getting our tests and all this stuff. We're going to see each other this weekend. I'm definitely watching it before I see any of you guys. I know you yeah, will do the of same. Course. I hope Greg doesn't get to. That would be great. Yeah. Because yeah. Greg, Greg's going to go be a little simp. So I hope he, you know, <laughs> gets to not watch it. And then we can, like, maybe tease him all weekend about possibly dropping, like, a spoiler. That would be great. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Anywho, that is our episode. We talked a lot about a lot of things. I don't know if next week's episode will be this big because um, it was the Golden Globes. You had some other stuff. It was a big week. Let's see how big next week will be this week. Yeah. You know, we're already in it. It'll and definitely be big when it comes to WandaVision. That's for damn true. So, God, I'm ready. Also, apparently, I, it should happen next week. Greg apparently said he could try and hop on to the episode so we could uh. talk all about the show. But we saw how long it took us to talk about Mandalorian, so you know, let's let's hope that's actually true. So maybe we'll get a three-person show next week, people. Let's Ooh. see what happens. With all that being said, it's been great. It's been fun. Thank you for always listening. Thank you for 2,000 plays. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on TikTok, at Project underscore Kayfabe. Got anything else to say, Finn? See you next week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>